The Bucketnot Weekly is brought to you by the National Security Agency. Are you worried by the next big cyber attack? The National Security Agency plays a big role in protecting us from foreign cyber operations, and you can help. If you work in computer science, networking, programming, or electrical engineering, learn more about careers at the National Security Agency today. Visit intelligencecareers.gov slash NSA. That's intelligencecareers.gov slash NSA. Hello and welcome to the special doubleheader edition of the Pocket Now Weekly, episode 328. What you'll hear first is our on-location show in London with Joshua Vergara and a cast of four talking about their impressions after Huawei's massive press junket last week. He's got Jaime Rivera, David Immel, David Kogan, and Michael Fisher on his side. And then, immediately afterwards, I, Jules Wong, will be hosting an Outsiders panel with Brandon Miniman, Taylor Martin, and Ryan Hager. It's a big episode, and we pulled long hours, plenty of strings, and a few muscles, even, trying to get this together. We do hope that you enjoy. Without further ado, here's the show. All right, well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 328 of the weekly brought to you by PocketNow and XDA Developers. Brought to you by the... <laughs> recorded on Thursday, the 18th of October, 2018, from Huawei to, well, Huawei to... A little bit of Porsche, but really Huawei. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm your moderator. In this case, I got four people surrounding God. me. Two, two and two. Yes. We got a panel here. Two, two and two people flanking me. It's Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? And on my right, your left, we have, first of all, David Amell, of course, known of Android Authority. David Kogan over here, the unlocker. That, that doesn't unlock anything. And I made a veto here, You'd be of shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we have, well, sitting on the floor today is Michael Fisher, the Mr. Mobile himself. Always creator happy to the, flank you no matter where I'm <laughs> <laughs> Whatever side you need, baby. Uh, someone, someone say what time it is right now. It is 2.17 a.m. 2.17 in the morning. It's yes. 2.17. In London, London town. L- London time. We've got ketchup, mustard, and a glass of old wine here. Ketchup, mm. mustard. Oh, yeah, yeah. We Don't forget the uh, well-named brown sauce, which I'm um, first it taking a look at. Yeah, it's just brown sauce. How brown is that? Huh. Brown sauce. Yeah, brown sauce. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. okay. oh, Wilkin green and was my valley. They were like, we need good branding. What should we call this? Brown. Brown. Brown <laughs> sauce. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we have been here in London for a number of days, mainly because of uh, the Huawei and, of course, the Huawei, Huawei, the Huawei, and the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. But it's not the only one that we saw, right? Ooh. So we're going to get into the Huawei Mate 20 Pro, which is the one I believe all of us are holding in one way or another. Uh, we did also get Huawei P, uh, P, Huawei Mate 20s as well. So we're going to do you know some content between the two. But there's way more. Two more. Two more. Well, way more in a way. It's a lot more work. No, Huawei more, yeah. Huawei more, <laughs> yes. Huawei more. So way what, what, more. What else happened at this event, uh, which happened in the middle of central London? It was a madhouse. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about all of that stuff. So, Huawei Mate 20, Huawei Mate 20 Pro. What was what came next? What do you want to start with? I think we were. They made us wait till the very end for the big surprise, right? So the next thing we got in the sequence was the physically old wearable. big surprise. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Right? Oh. oh, wait, Huawei Watch GT? Is that what you want to talk about? Uh, either one. And whatever you want to start off with. Yeah. This is all in the same segment for, for, for this part. You you mean the Wear OS? Um, not, not Wear OS. OS. The, not 
internally, but visually, it's like I mean, yeah, it looks God, like a Wear OS smartwatch. Like Wear right? clone. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like I'm, I may not be alone in this, but every year that Huawei announces a new smartwatch, I, ex- I expect them to revisit the success of the first generation one, which that was my favorite watch. Which they brought a Swiss that designer in to co-design watch, and every year it seems like we kind of get a rehashed. Huawei Watch 2, Huawei Watch 2 Classic, whatever. It's a very familiar body, but it's the most interesting thing about it. It's not running Wear OS. Yeah. Okay, so my question in that case is, like, we have a brand new OS. What they call it? Flow? Flight OS. Flight, sorry. Flight OS. No, Light OS. Light Light OS. OS. Yeah. Light light Flow OS. Um, And... (laughs) Does this is this signifying we have Tizen? Obviously, we have other operating systems in the wearable space. Uh, ones that might be proprietary to those uh, wearables, like Fitbit and whatnot. Is Wear OS in trouble if Huawei has abandoned it for this year's wearable? Well, just just think about this. I mean, how many processors from Qualcomm are being used by Huawei right now? Zero. Zero. And so the thirty one hundred, which is the processor that we were waiting for, we are waiting for, which just launched today on the Mont Blanc. Uh, oh, no, today? two days ago, two days oh, ago, okay. launching the Mont Blanc um, <clears throat> is the first 3100 processor. The processor that whatever they created, which they provided no details on, is exactly the same thing, only made by Huawei. But obviously, because there's like this sort of partnership with Google, where this 3100 is exclusive to Wear OS, it seems that they pulled some str- they pulled weight or something. Where it seems. Um, for them to adopt Wear OS, they had to adopt a, adopt a Qualcomm processor, and I guess they didn't. Hmm. That seems to be it. I don't know. I can't speak to the strategic element of it, but I was surprised to see another company trying to develop a new smartwatch platform from scratch. Which yep. is DOA. I think it's DOA. Uh, I think it looked decent. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's unwise to count out a company like as big as Huawei at this point for it because Samsung has been pushing on with with Tizen for forever, and even though it doesn't really have an ecosystem comparable to Wear OS it's, at this point, it, it's they still what? do it every single year, and they still sell them sell them every single year. Sure. So like, and and given that they're targeting this thing at apparently fitness folks, you know, I don't know, I, I it may have a chance. I have to say that, personally speaking, it was on the floor for three different meetings or events, and I walked right past it to get to the phones. So yeah, that's where I'm coming from. I'll cover I, it when I can. I tried it a little bit. And yeah, it, did you? Yeah, so I like the watch because... No, the watch, yeah. the watch, is, the watch is really good looking. The yeah, screen is gorgeous. Uh, super thin. It's just, wow. I really hope that what we saw at the event is not the final thing because the software was clunky AF. Hmm. You used it for a bit? I tried it out at the first pre-briefing we had in New York, and it seemed pretty good. Hmm. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It, it, for a first you attempt. Did, you, you didn't, you, for, for a first event. You didn't see some of those choppy animations that were happening? No, and the like the touch one. latency that was happening on the screen and all that? Okay. Mm. And for what it's worth, that can always be corrected before release. It, it totally, doesn't always yeah. get, but, you know. At that was least, absolutely like, gonna the, the way that they implemented the UI seemed decent, though. And, the, like, for a first-generation, like, OS... That's, That's a good point. Decent. That's a very good point, David. But yeah. this is also this is also a contained entity, right? So we're not really expecting it to have all of this app developer support right out of the box. Yeah, you're gonna have basically Huawei Fit, Huawei Health. Yeah, Huawei Health on a watch. I mean, this is this is. I think at this point, everyone is seeing the success of the Apple Watch and thinking proprietary. Not only that, I mean, if you think about it, from the business model of China. Like in China alone, because they own their own app store. Yeah, in right. China, they can pull their weight there. Yeah, yeah. There, that product makes sense. So, I was so make... it gets WeChat, <laughs> <laughs> and WeChat. Yeah, and also yeah. WeChat. Yeah, 
Yeah. Now, I was going to make the point that, like, yeah, we're looking at this from a Western perspective. Yes. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's pretty clearly not, not really meant market, for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this watch has beauty modes. And <laughs> <laughs> it smooths your wrist. Right? I, I do honestly think that the, the, the watch looks perfectly fine. And I just remember getting really excited when I knew that, the, that a watch was going to be at that pre-brief. And then when I turned it on, I was like, what am I looking at here? You know, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm not going to poo-poo it much because obviously it's, it's, it's a first-generation product. It's a first-generation OS. I would be excited to see what it can bring to the table, but Huawei has always been a, been one of the darlings of the watch world. I mean, even I remember when we were looking at the Huawei Watch Two, we weren't fully convinced until it took us maybe what a week or two of wearing it every single day to realize we really liked it. Is that true? I remember so that, that maybe fifty percent <laughs> true. I had never liked that series. I you thought it was the, a giant waste of time. It was you, a ba- the you battery life on no, that you was fine, but the first gen. First and the first one was, was because amazing. again the they took the time to craft remember, a real piece of work. I remember up to the point where I still yeah. see people using the Moto 360 it, like, and the Huawei Watch One are the two still best watches ever. Best looking watches ever. Good point. Yes. We got used to the looks. I we had this on the Android Authority podcast when I when when I had you on. Definitely not. You were like you were like you were like you had gotten used more used to the uh, design. I remember this. How many you, you said you weren't totally later? into no. it. You weren't totally into it, but you couldn't take it off because the battery life was actually not too bad. Speaking of, you just said about uh, that, that Huawei Watch 2. That Huawei Watch 2. Yes. You ever seen anything so stylish? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pick I'm not going to say the that right aid on the way over here. I said this in my video that it's the strap that really makes me not like that watch. Like, yeah. it, it just feels like not 349. <laughs> Word. Up. Yeah. This, 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 the strap is what gave me the impression of a drugstore Timex, which I called it in my hands-on. I did say Timex, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you combine it with, like, how do you like that ultra thickness? I have to be honest. I do feel bad kind of, kind of dumping on this, this watch so much. Because this, this watch, listen, it, it, we don't have the classic, which is arguably the better-looking one, which still looks like an LG watch Urbane. Urbane, yeah. 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 Um, but here, here's the problem. Huawei set itself up, I think, for failure here by creating arguably the best-looking first-generation Android Wear watch. Right, everyone's saying that. Yeah, I agree. and you know, I obviously that design partnership did not extend to this device. And the upsides of this are that the screen is is bright and awesomely OLED and stuff, and the it runs Android Wear 2.0 really well. But it's an expensive missed opportunity on every other. You know metric. how I feel about taps and swipes. Like I, I like no rotating crown, no rotating dial. Like it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very surprising. And uh, from a company that doesn't do a lot of missteps anymore. You are uh, that that may be. I may have been wearing it for the duration of that MWC. Or <laughs> I guarantee you, I took or it home before the plane flight home, and like okay. I just did not want to. No, I always thought that that design was really rather poor, mm-hmm. and when yeah. it just wasn't. It was very clear that was not bad. much effort, not as much effort has been had been expended. Yeah. That and even, they like even the totally classic, pivoted. Like, even the classic. I am shocked that my review of the classic did so well. Because I'm like, there's plastic with a Huawei name on the sides of this yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was on their mind? It was such a radical change because the first gen was so like classy, so beautiful. I mean, Michael beautiful. sent it to me all beat up and everything, but it was a beautiful and the fact watch. that the default right. watch two, <laughs> the fact that the default watch two was like a fitness watch was just like you went the complete opposite direction. 
Mm, okay, didn't. fair enough. I never said you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I no. didn't even like it. Oh, wow. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make no mistakes. <laughs> well, I, 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 I do. I, I, am, I am the eternal optimist of tech in uh, some ways. And you know what? I appreciate that. Uh, well, I try my best. <laughs> it can be hard sometimes, like, for example, blowing up an entire phone uh, oh, in man. order to uh, throw shade at Nintendo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, oh, but mm. like, for me, that's a tall order. Hmm? Yeah, the well, immediately when I saw when yeah. immediately when I saw the Mate 20 Pro, wait, Mate 20X rather, the, the Huawei Mate 20X appear on there and right next Which to it. Which we were it, not briefed that, by the way. Exactly, not at all. We were not Can, briefed on that phone. Yeah, I mean, and right next to it was the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. My first thought, I think I said it out loud. David Lum was right next to me, and he I was, was like, next to you "Oh, there you go." Yeah, uh, it was Dave. It was David and David. A lot of David's on the strip behind you. You <laughs> were surrounded by flanked by David. Flanked by David. That is, that is such a spaceball scene. I straight up just I'm like looked at by... the screen and I was like, "Can I play Mega Man 11 on your phone, Huawei?" No. But that's the difference, right? It's a, it's, it's the specs is not what makes the Nintendo Switch great. It's the IP that they own. It is yeah. The IP. Right. It's the all the Nintendo games, the, the nostalgia, it's yes. all that other stuff. It's not yes. like they're like we have a 1080p screen. They have a 720. I'm like, but Zelda. Yes. But so how? No, like, no, wait. But how, do you own a Nintendo Switch? I do. So have you noticed that it's so packed with indie games and like games that you'll see on iOS? It's like really loaded with that. Really? And then every now and yeah. then there's a really good, compelling game that'll oh, launch. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I've good. only played the games that I know like Nintendo owns the IP. Don't get, don't get me wrong. <laughs> the Nintendo Mario Switch something. The, Ninten- Zelda. the Nintendo Switch continues to be probably my favorite gadget Same. of last year and this year. Same. Still yeah. today. The, the IP makes the IP makes a lot of sense and mobile, but. But the thing is, mobile gaming, especially on Android and iOS, oh, have gotten so great over the last year. Great is the word? Really? It, compared to before uh, it. Compared to well, before, it's been good. Been, yeah. Been, compared yeah. to before it, there are a lot of great so, titles that are coming out. Nintendo is actually investing in mobile, and there are some pretty great games that are coming out these days. So, Nothing close to the Switch, though. So here's the thing. Right. For me, when I saw the presentation, if you saw my tweets on the Pocket Now account, I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? Because, first of all, Yes, the Nintendo Switch may be a great gaming platform, but it's a terrible gaming product. Sure. From a mobile perspective, mm-hmm. it's clunky AF. The it's screen is terrible. the screen is not bad. It's not terrible. It has room classic. for improvement, but it's not terrible. The hardware could be better. It does the job really well, and I see them everywhere. And I ask them, I ask about them everywhere, and everyone says that. Have you ever yeah. owned? It's have you my ever, favorite. It's my favorite gaming device. So you, tell me you, something. If the Nintendo great. Switch looked like the Huawei Mate 20X, what would you think? I'd be all about it. Exactly. So that's the thing. I'm not saying. That you're you're, you're blending two worlds I'm, together, though. Have you ever owned a PS4, a PS3, yes. an Xbox? Those are the devices that focus on specs to get the highest possible output. Right. The Nintendo focuses on fun. And yeah. mobility. And mobility. Which is Mobile games. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it's great. I don't yes. I agree. still long enough to play games. Mobile right. games right. are not... the best gaming device because I play it on planes right. and wherever else. Yes. Mobile games are not that level of fun. So, but what I'm, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess yeah. what I'm trying to Word. say is... This Mate 20X is literally what the Nintendo Switch should be. 
But it can't be. No, no, no. I can, I can already well, debunk. never be. I can debunk that immediately. The, the tactile feedback of the controls on there is on the left side, and you still rely on the screen for the right side. Right, you, which oh, if you wait, have ever used you know, it, you know why that's a bad controller. idea. Wait, it doesn't have a right controller? No. It's only a left oh, thing. never mind. It's I'm right. sorry. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> have you tried the Motorola controller for the Moto? That's better. Uh, those no. are pretty. Those the are vice awesome. grip. That's better. Those no. are Practically. Awesome. It looks... Wait, no, no, no. I can't, I can't wait to try the controller for this. Yeah, once that comes out, that'll be yeah, sick. And that'll be like a... But that'll be Q, even like Q, an Xbox. Oh, yeah, that's like an Xbox Q controller. Hugh Jules popping in with yeah, a... Uh, is holding up the Razer phone, yes. too? <laughs> for Forget about our yeah, audio sorry, listeners, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. My, there's still certain habits that I need to pick up from Michael when hosting the show. It's <laughs> cool, buddy. I'm just here to complain about the camera being there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> so, so for me, for me to care about mobile gaming, I need, I need two things. Which the Nintendo Switch nails. It's games where you don't see like if I'm if I'm playing a first person shooter, I don't want the soldier that I'm shooting to run in a weird direction. Which you want to like walk in the wall? Exactly right? that <laughs> that. That's the first thing I need. We'll get and better the, at the game. <laughs> The controls are not whatever. F you. And the, <laughs> user that is wrong. and the second would be tactile controllers. That's yeah. What I want. That That's for what me I is the key. And so if Razer can create a controller that's like like if it can be like the W one chip on the AirPods where you can immediately quickly connect to it and it just somehow magically connects to games and you don't have to be setting up keys and sh- crap like that, that would be me. Yes, all that shit crap. Yes, exactly. He <laughs> 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 went with shit crap. Yes, I think totally. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, very good. You first. I think Razor's issue is that isn't the controller they announced basically just an Xbox controller with like it a, looks like with a, a clamp with a it clamp looks like a Moga. with a clamp. Yes. I just don't. That's what I don't like. I don't I like that. Well, you you kind of want it to be like the, the Asus Motorola Rog is phone. awesome. The Motorola. No, I haven't seen awesome. the controller for the Rog. The Rog. It's, the it's, Rog it's another company called GameVice totally who have uh, who have actually sued Nintendo for taking what they thought was their patent for the side by side controller. So yeah, Game Vi- Game Vice is having a little bit of trouble actually developing as many controllers as possible for all these phones that we all love. <laughs> so there's there's a little bit of problem with that, but I agree with you. you there should be a side by side controller because it makes it a lot easier. And there's still no IP. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's, that's what I keep coming too, back to. Yeah. Like, I, I would love physical controls. Huawei that's... Studios. No. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, Huawei Studios is no, called Ten. I'm Huawei, saying first Huawei person, Studios is called Tencent. IP is oh, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, well, Tencent. <laughs> yeah. But like. They don't have the nostalgia that like Nintendo right. has. That they yeah, they live off of guys like me. I still like think me. that if oh. Super Mario Odyssey was made today and Mario didn't exist, that would still be an incredible game. Oh, I, oh Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Is the it best game trade, of all time. It doesn't trade too it's much on nostalgia, amazing. but it does. It relies on it to a to a bit to a degree. A Here's the, the thing, though. Like easy. the more we talk about boring. physical controls being attached to smartphones, the more I remember that like yeah, mobile games. I'm just not there for him, and maybe I'm alone in this, and this is this no. is weird. No, you're not alone. You're but not alone. I, if I attach a physical controller to a smartphone, yeah, I'm going to use it to load some ROMs that you know yeah. are you from 1985. <laughs> yeah, which I, so I have them all. The by the way, I, I have a full library of every single Super Nintendo game huh. ever. Would you like? I would like some of them. Would you like to distribute them to me across Google state Drive, lines, my friend? <laughs> They're all on my Google Drive. Uh, this episode of the uh, Pocket Out Weekly is brought to you by the. <laughs> 
Anti-piracy warning. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't download a car. Don't copy that floppy. I bought these legally. All of them, he's made backups, which you're allowed to do. He's not going to give them to Fisher. No, I wouldn't take them. But I could totally sell them to you. You can do that either. No, 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 but listen to this. Just notice how much I, you know, I feel. I feel that it's He's funny. Absolutely watching this. That, <laughs> I feel that sponsoring it, of course. Yeah. I feel that it's so funny that during that event, as much as I feel that the Mate Twenty Pro is probably one of my favorite phones so far this year. So far, we'll get into that in a second. I just found it so shocking that that Mate Twenty X took so much spotlight. Because regardless of the behemoth of a phone it is, it's got the camera of the Mate Twenty Pro. Which is amazing. It's got an OLED. It's got the headphone jack that some people care about. Yep. It's got this huge freaking battery big. life. Yeah. It's big AF. Yeah. It's literally the the Honor the Honor Note 10, but the fact that it actually supports a stylus. So it's it's got it's so many things, and yet it's yeah. less ex- it's it's two hundred dollars less expensive, almost three hundred dollars less expensive than the Mate 20 Pro. And you know what's weird about that is that it. The the things that it does do are the things that people care about, which right. is battery life and camera. But they yeah. also they also miss right. something. And that giant th- screen and giant I screen and it's an OLED and it has a headphone jack. I take I take a lot of I take a lot of ex- a lot of boxes. I take a lot of exceptions to the way that they marketed it on stage though because they no, were trying to call it. It shouldn't be a gaming device. It's an old person device. This is an old yeah, people device. Go on. No, seriously. Are like, you, are you? Are you me? Are you talking about me? What? No. Like, every, everybody has those people in their family who like require bigger screens because their eyesight's going or anything like that. Me. Or maybe they just want the ease of use of a larger screen, despite the fact that it's a big screen. It means it's a big phone. It's hard to handle. But there, there are a lot of people I know who would prefer a phone like this, and they're all like, "Hey, it's cheaper, and I can see it." Well, but let's do it. Cheaper, cheaper in the sense that like a seven thirty seven costs less than a seven fifty seven. Like these are not cheap phones. Yeah, they're not. None and of them. None the, of them are cheap in any yeah, sense. Like eight ninety nine, cheap. And yet, and yet, <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, it's those are air, aircraft. Oh, yes, planes. yes, yes. Okay. yes, yes. And yet, it's that's, it's that's got everything that we care about the Mate Twenty Pro in a package that's less expensive and that offers more. Yes, I disagree. I mean, prove it. it. I I feel like the Mate 20 Pro, which we're going to talk about in a second, has all of the panache. It has all of the style that this phone lacks. This the the compromises that Huawei has made to make the Mate X this massive slab um, more affordable are very evident. You hold it, and it's like it's slab sided. It doesn't it doesn't taper to two millimeters. Yeah, it doesn't actually taper. Unlock it with a fingerprint sensor that is a regular old round thing stuck beneath the beautiful matrix that's camera symmetrical to the mate 20 so it's hard to reach of, right it, yeah and instead of like the under display thing and it yeah. doesn't have face unlock right and it, it's got a 1080p display right not the, yeah the, not the, the 3d IR. depth so there's there's a lot of compromises that that take away from everything the mate 20 pro is this is a phone for people i would argue that this is a phone for like a lot of the people in i don't know my comments who every time i run a piece on like a phone without a headphone jack they're like would this no buy i need something yeah. with a headphone jack and also a big screen would be nice and also a 5000 why don't they put 5000 milliamp hour batteries in phones well there it is I, yeah this I, is for power users of like a certain stripe i was about to say i feel like this is a is a spec hunter right? yeah. like if you if you just care about specs that phone ticks a lot of boxes yeah like and it, so does this one no it does it does and i and i'm i like this phone a lot the Mate 20 so Pro. far, the Mate, Mate 20, 20 Pro. Pro. 
Um, but I get the, the appeal of the mid-X. Like, I think that that's very much like, if you just want a large screen, you just want the headphone jack, you just want the battery life, you want the same processor as all these phones, you want a great camera. Like, check, 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 check. And at, it's cheaper. Have yeah. at it, Grandpa. I mean, I think... Have, no. I think they're regular <laughs> overkill for grandma. I think, I think, I think the Mate 20 Pro, the, the Mate 20 Pro is like something that where they want to compete with like Apple by basically the it's the high end because it is their future device because yeah. they put all their newest tech in it. This is this is, where, this is where we're going. I think, I think that it's a great reader. competitor to the 10R. Yeah. Bixby would like me to connect and try again. <laughs> I apologize. Sounds about yeah. You know what? You know what? On that note, why don't we take our first break? <laughs> this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly is made possible with support by Caseta by Lutron. And today I want to talk to you about Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Control. Brought to you by Lutron. Pioneers in smart home technology. With Caseta, you can schedule your lights to come on at dusk so your family always comes back to a well-lit home. Caseta dimmers put the power of lighting your home with your voice. They work with Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, and Apple HomePod speakers, plus a lot of other smart home devices like security cameras, thermostats, and music systems from Nest, Sonos, and more. You can say that Caseta is pretty well connected. You can trust that it works because it's from Lutron, the company behind the first electric dimmer with nearly 60 years of experience. Guys, I'm still waiting on Jules to send me some of these. <laughs> He's been testing God, them out. Jules. How dare you? <laughs> oh, my. He's been testing them out for the past few weeks, and he says that being able to turn off his bedroom light without uh, having to reach for the switch is pretty convenient. You guys that, all have smart lighting, that's right? That's the Our reason switches. why he hasn't yeah. sent them to you. Because <laughs> he really wants to keep them. enjoying them. He hasn't left his bed. I think we could all agree that if (laughs) you know, I think we could all agree that if uh, you want to get to sleep, you want the fewest things as possible to get in the way. And controlling Caseta switches with your smart speaker helps with that. So go get your smart lighting and get it the smart way with Caseta by Lutron. You can search C A S E T A and hit up Lutron.com for more information. Caseta by Lutron. Welcome home to peace of mind. Why do we love the Mate 20 Pro so much? Ooh. You gonna we we gonna answer Wait, individually? We're going right into yeah. it. Let's go right into it. it. Start, start Fisher. Start, start here. Yeah. Fisher on the left. They stole. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, go. They took inspiration from uh, a Every manufacturer, a manufacturer whose device that I, whose devices I've used for generations because of one feature, the wide angle camera. Yes. Um, they took off the monochrome, which I I liked, but whatever. If you're going to replace it with an ultra wide camera, that lets me get the kind of get the kind of shots that I've been able to get from an LG G6, G7, V30, V40, uh, and and Parrot and, and other ones, all, V20, all of the V20. um, Why is V10 as well. Oh, you're doing a wide angle, wide angle right, angle. right in the face. No, but you're not in the right <laughs> mode though. You got to go said ultra super, wide. It said super. I did. And it said oh, super macro. I just sorry. didn't know. I, I just put I just, it right in his eyeball. Yeah. Oh, I'm creepy. Listen, that <laughs> I'm was creepy in that photo. I'm sorry. That was sorry. not very good radio, everybody. The ultra wide <laughs> camera. I mean, it it really is a very versatile third lens to put on the back of a phone. You pair it with Huawei's night mode. You pair Word. it with you. You pair it with the the three X telephoto, which I'm yeah. sure somebody else will talk about. It's a lo- a just lot of the most lenses. versatile camera array I I have seen. Uh, I'm I'm personally surprised by the fact that you can use this many lenses on this many modes. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I kept trying to like you know get. Disappoint myself, right? I'd like switch over to wide and be like, "All right, now go into night mode. Is it grayed out? Oh no, I can use it." Yeah, oh, God. and there is stabilization in wide electronic stabilization in video, but, but nonetheless. God. So I tried it in the Porsche ride today, 
and it was epic. So I, w- I was afraid to go to wide, and obviously I couldn't just ask the trainer to drive the car like crazy again. So I only had one shot to do it, and I by accident flipped into the wide angle, stable AF. It was great. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. Word. Something we've been waiting for for a while. So why, why am I excited for the Mate 20 Pro? So the iPhone... The iPhone 10 Galaxy. So weird Galaxy. way to start. So this is the Galaxy. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm looking at it from the I'm looking at it from the back, and I'm like, this is the Samsung Gal. No, this is the Galaxy S 10s, uh, with a V40 camera. This is literally uh, Huawei took inspiration from a lot of technologies that have been really defining for taste, from design to functionality. And they've created this beast, this total beast of a phone. Like, I, it's very hard for me not to be, I've never been in a presentation. You know, it's funny, when I'm in, I'm in these presentations and, and, and they make them for consumers. <laughs> Let me tell you. They, 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 they make them for consumers and they're like, oh, it's got this. And I care, like, I, I don't care about half the things they say, except for this one. I was like, wow, it can, oh, it can do that? It was oh wow it, that that was my reaction to absolutely everything they announced. A lot of it, I don't know, like the reverse charging. I don't know if that's going to be useful for more than once. He used it today to help me. Oh, you have to used, remember to mic him. He used it today to help me. It was great. <laughs> you got you got four you got four percent so half an hour. Yeah, so, it's real so, slow, but it's really so it's slow. Just, <laughs> my biggest problem is that we weren't brief on the price. Yeah, and when they were providing the price, I'm like, okay, Huawei, you want to own this? Yeah, you literally Be have to cheaper. price this be- below nine hundred dollars, and you're gonna own everything. You know they won't do that because and, but they want to be but, seen as equals. But then the, all these no, companies do. No, but they're not. This is the most expensive entry level phone there is. Why is Think it entry it. level? What? Nine, entry okay, level. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, no. The 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 most expensive way to buy the product. So an iPhone is nine ninety nine. A Galaxy Note Nine is nine ninety nine ninety nine as well. Okay, so this is the first phone that is truly in a price tag four digits. It's ten fifty. Well, that's the highest is, configuration. No, this yeah, is, you can. I mean, that's only if you if the Mate Twenty didn't exist. No, like but, you can't. Like, you have no, to analyze no, the whole we're, family. We're talking in about context. the Mate Twenty Pro because the Mate Twenty doesn't compare to it, really. Sure, like, but you could say the same about the iPhone XS Max, not comparing to the iPhone so, XS. No, but that's, and no, that no, no, no. But literally, they're the same phone, just one is bigger than the other, which whereas, has a bigger whereas, battery. Where, yeah, whereas in the case of the Mate Twenty Pro, I know, I know they're entirely is different. they're entirely they different. So no, from the Mate Twenty Pro perspective. This is literally the most expensive phone right now. I don't know if I buy that. I don't. I don't know if you can say that. What's it's, the can, What's can, the can, Oppo Find X? What did the Oppo Find X start at in oh, U.S. dollars? You know, you, you, like you there's all compare. kinds of category stretching phones that have been launched. Yeah, you can. The Oppo Find X has a lot of stuff that's in this. And you guys didn't mention that this actually has a lot of the design cues from the Find it, X. It as feels well. like a Find X. Yes, yeah. it does. I said it. I don't know what what the price of the Find X is. Um, you could find it I well if we, if we want and if it's we, hard to get that phone it still. is yeah and it's tough to get this phone but it, i had a, a, a somebody read me an email and said he ordered it from clove and he's a u.s citizen so oh, we know clove. the u.s pricing he oh. ordered from clove and it's going to be delivered on the 26th or something and it was 1016 u.s dollars with shipping with shipping right and also that includes like i think the watch comes with it and a wireless charger so like wait the, for, the, for the pro the, for the pro yeah. the huawei mate 20 pro. yeah not the not the find x 
the problem. Yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. So, you know, so there's that, right? So, like, that's not I, bad. It, it may well be the most, it's one of the most expensive phones without, without question. Yeah. But it's, it's in the same price range. Yeah. It's $50 not, difference. Right. Or 50 euro difference. Right. It's just, I wish they wouldn't have priced it so high. I'm like, my God, you can know. You know what's this, funny? We could say that for a lot of these phones these boom, days, though. They, oh, it's like, God, 1050, really? We can say All that right. for pretty much anything is a thing. And, like, you know, it, it, no, it's we, a reality we, we don't want to accept. And, and it's totally understandable. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, when you look at this compared to the Note 9, the only thing is missing is the S Pen, but it's also got a wide angle lens. You have to figure out what your priorities are. Yeah. And would, we can't change companies, actually making these prices as high as possible. I would have a hard time going back to the Note 9 with everything this phone has. Mm. The reason right. would you say that it's would you say that it's $50 more worth it? Yes. Yeah, I think I think the reason case, the reason why this phone is so compelling compared to the rest of everyone else this year is cuz 2018's kind of been the year of the quote-unquote incremental update. I think everyone used that term in That's every single point, phone David. release this entire year. And when you either don't offer more than we're a little faster and we're a little better, or in LG's case, now we have a wide-angle camera, even though it sucks. Um, <laughs> what? Or no, so they have a telephoto camera that's not optically stabilized. I haven't done my review yet, David. <laughs> well, it sucks. So, you know, it's like... They, everyone else is like, either we made it slightly better or we have one standout feature that may not even be that great. And then Huawei comes in and they're like, we have five standout features and they're all awesome. Like they're all legit, like just actually well engineered and well, just good. Yeah. So like, of course it's going to be worth the extra money because like. Richard Yu has the best job in the world. He just goes up there, he reads off of the screen and says, That's what they got. This is what we got. This is what we got. Yeah. People actually cheering. We've spent these many billions. We've spent these many billions of dollars in R&D, and we're actually pushing out a product that's worth that amount of money. Yes. I Listen, I started my hands-on video with Release the Kraken. Like, this is the phone that's going to make everybody else look bad. That's the way I feel. There are a lot of comments right now that based upon all of our hands-on videos, they feel the same way. I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone else should feel bad. Hmm. Like, if they're releasing the same thing with a slightly faster processor at the same price, then they need to freaking change what they're doing. Is it just boldness, though? Is it just the whole make it possible mantra? Like, is it, why is Huawei, why is Huawei pushing the envelope like this? It's being hungry versus not being hungry, right? So Huawei needs to do things to stand out and gain more market share. Even though, yes, they are one of the largest companies on the planet, but like in certain markets, they are very much not. Hmm. Whereas Samsung is comfortable, Apple is comfortable, right? Like when you're that comfortable, you do incremental things, right? Hmm. Like Apple did it first, Samsung is now following that. And so Huawei is trying to stand out. It's a marketing thing. Like there's nothing to say that like when they get to a certain point, if they were number one, they might do the same, right? But like to your point though, like, yeah. This does, no, and, and, this does I, a lot of things really well, and like I, I don't know, like this is this is a phone that like when we all were pre-briefed, we were all like, "Whoa, huh?" Like obviously we wait. We're yeah, like, well, when, uh, let me gonna, see how it actually performs. I was going to make that point because there's a couple it, things that doesn't. The there's a couple things that promises to do well right now that, that it a either doesn't do at all or b doesn't do well. Correct. We correct. This software but like when, needs when to we were updated. all in that room and we were watching the spec sheet get listed and them telling us what it did, we were like, "Huh." Oh yeah, it was. Halfway I would th- love to see this device, and that doesn't 
honestly as as like jaded as it, we are to some degree. No, it doesn't. Like it doesn't happen doesn't very happen often. often. And, and halfway through that New York City briefing is when I decided to come here to London. Yeah. Correct. Because I was like, this is a phone I have coming. to see That's in true. person for longer. You I was not booked on this trip, and you, then I was like, I need to change my mind because I need to see this. This might yeah. be my next phone. Yeah, because God, it promises decline. an that's awful true. lot. Well, that's that's what it was. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, I still uh, get to see, but I am I am so happy that this phone literally looks so good and doesn't feel like a truck mm. and does everything that it does. I was actually asking earlier of Michael, like how can, how can you still get that six plus six plus inch screen? With a phone that doesn't feel quite as yeah, quite like it that, it does not yeah. feel big at all. Yeah, and you said it was a taller screen, and I agree. Yeah, it definitely ratio. You put in a big honk and notch that a lot of people are going to complain about. They're going to complain about it, but oh, you know yes. what? You have the best of both worlds. You have a very minimal bezel, and then you have that bit of a notch because of the 3D depth it's sensor. Dear, dear commenters, yes, either. why not? Let's it's begin not talking notch. about the notch. <laughs> it actually yeah. serves a purpose here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, fair. That's actually a great point. Like, it does serve a purpose. There are yeah. sensors in there that. Just because you don't like the wide angle camera on the front. That's a purpose. That's a purpose on the pixel. Not a purpose. <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, no, I, I mean, it does, sure great, not it does not need even be to that look deep. like Wally. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I get that. It's I, the ugliest notch also, we have. But there's also, a purpose. Also, it's fine if it has a purpose. Give me an option to hide it at least. Yeah. They don't even do that. They do have to do that. Is, they're going to, hopefully. But yeah. Whatever. And even Michael over here is just admiring the phone. <laughs> yeah, just I'm just at looking at the Mate 20 So you got, you got, you on the podcast. Oh, so Twilight. you got Twilight? Yeah. Staring at his phone You know right what? Now. What, what <laughs> colors do you guys get, by the way? What? What colors do you guys get? I got Twilight. Twilight, David? Well, it's not, they call it Twilight, but it's more for Aurora. More for Aurora, but it's... From it's, the last device. Yeah, but you it's got the green. They're you, back back renaming it to Twilight. You got the green? Redconning it to Emerald Twilight. Emerald greens for David and myself? Emerald green? This is Emerald green. Emerald green? Okay. Am I the only guy that got the blue? I yeah. guess so, yeah. So here, here, here you go, David. See? Oh, it is very different. Yeah. It's definitely green. So uh, the blue, that, the blue is definitely blue. the blue is definitely like a real blue. Yeah. It's I an azure. It. Azure. And this is like a turquoise. Like but you said. really, I mean, the colors. Yeah. When you go with the green <laughs> and the blue one, it's less exciting that you get a green or blue phone. It's more exciting that it's still glass, but it's been etched in this yeah. way that makes it more grippable and right. makes also, the fingerprints show up less more. Oh, optical mega haze or whatever yeah, that, it is. It. Yeah. Also, hyperlap. Look at, I, look at hyper, my script. Oh, wait, cool. oh. Hyper optical. Oh yeah, it sounds like it's. It sounds like a vinyl. Yeah. So, I don't actually oh. know if I like. I, I don't know if I like this. Um, the feeling of it. I I appreciate the fact that. Slippery it's, as hell. Though. It's not just regular glass, and that they put the more effort into it, and it looks nicer. It's slippery as hell. But they're it, all slippery as hell. It feels. Yeah. I don't know. It, it feels like. Okay, so here's the thing for me. Hurt. Here's the thing hurt. for me. Like, <laughs> OnePlus was able to make this coating that just felt like silk, and it just felt so good. And then Google with the Pixel Three oh, that feels, feels freaking good. amazing. Yeah, like, so that feels like feels this, amazing to hold. that soft touch glass so nice. is so unique and so interesting. I to get rid of this case, yes, sorry. But um, I don't know. I I appreciate that they're doing the etching because it's, it looks very different. I I have a question for you guys. So, how do you feel about the design of the camera module? I I love it. I love love it. it. I love it as well. And I'll tell you why. The P20 Pro, the P20 Pro had a gradient that was unlike anything else on the market. Yeah. But if you took that gradient away, got the black one, 
kind of look like an iPhone 10 with a camera lens. Like they moved the camera lens up to the corner and put an extra one below it. But this one, like no one else is doing a big block full of its cameras, right? The the, the Matrix the camera stove. design. Yes. It's the, the stove. stove. <laughs> oh, so how do you feel you about did, it? You yeah. did say it's that. the like stove. It. You know, what it is is, and we we know this because we've gone to the European design like the aesthetic center. center in Paris. But the truth is that like Huawei all of a sudden is understanding the value of design language. Ah, finally, finally. And so well, we so saw these, this in Paris, by the way. Yeah. That's what he said. I was somewhere else. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, but no, like that's 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 something that I think is important to them, and they don't they haven't realized until now. And like, well, they said as does, much in, in Paris, and they did actually. They yeah. were like, "Well, we're doing this now, right?" Exactly. Where was it? Paris. It was in Paris. It was in Paris. So, yeah, yeah, we went yeah, to Paris. Yeah. That was great. Um, so no, but like it it does like it's unique from behind. Like even if you had a case on this, you would know it was a different device. Yes. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, 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 don't even. It's for our viewers. <laughs> um, okay, so you know what? You know what I think is interesting is that is that Huawei are, are still coming up, right? They're, I mean, obviously they're like number two phone manufacturer no, now. Fine. I just thought so fine. they're they're really actually huge. But there was a time in which Samsung was what Huawei is now, where Samsung were the ones that were innovating and packing crazy amounts of things into their phones, and then Samsung got so comfortable they started leaning on luxury. They were hungry, and, and now they're not. Yes, but that's, that's, that <laughs> like is, that's interesting to me because now Huawei is doing the same thing, but they're also starting to lean on luxury. Yeah. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by lean on luxury? Because Samsung packed... Crazy amounts of tech into their phones until yeah. everyone bought Samsung phones, and then they started being like, "If you own a Samsung phone, you're, cool. you're high class." It's yeah, like yeah. the whole iPhone became a branding thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I wonder. This is that's an interesting point, and I don't really have a completed thought about this. And I wonder if y'all can help me because we sure. used to tear apart Samsung back in the day. Oh yeah, of Galaxy S two, Galaxy S three, Hyperglaze. For no, oh, well, yes, S3, they yeah. were plastic, crappy feeling phones, yeah, right? Yeah. But They're they loaded in. The point is, they loaded in the so specs. many features yeah. that were not useful or they were half baked <laughs> and they yeah. were trying to be useful screen stay you know you would like if you blinked at your if you closed oh, your yeah. eyes the screen would turn off except it didn't really work right yeah yeah uh you know using four galaxy s4s as a surround sound speaker system like <laughs> um the thing that nokia is now calling bothy like being able to shoot with the front and back camera simultaneously oh yeah you were all these dual things sight man uh, sure uh, don't sorry excuse me and we we just kind of <laughs> ripped into them for this because they would load in 150,000 features and like four of them were useful yeah, yeah. huawei is is no, no less guilty of loading in a bunch of crap you're oh, never going to yeah. use, including oh, doing the same, same thing glass. LG is doing as, as like in ripping off the iPhone portrait modes poorly. Yes, 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 yes. So, like, why is it that I'm more accepting of that when it comes to Huawei? Is it because these phones are, like, from a hardware standpoint, works of art? And probably. the Samsung phones of the time were plastic pieces Pro- of crap? Probably. Is that you know why? It it's because the are 20 Is it the like, camera? Like, I mean, that's they, a, Yeah, go ahead. Uh, even though they offer... You know things that are may not be that important. They also they also hit the standards very well, and I think that's what the must haves. Yeah, that's what things like the V forty completely fell apart on. They somehow hit the fundamentals in such a way that makes you like it's it's a phone that it's a phone you're happy to use. Mm. And in the cameras, in, in in particular, there are some extra features on there that actually work to the benefit. Like the night mode. The night mode is something that we've used so many Definitely. times already. Damn. And it's something no one else does. Yeah, like no one else crazy does. crazy to me because I thought somebody would have copied it by now. 
Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Google is doing it now, but it's not a lot. <laughs> how how long ago long. did they hire? I remember in your review of the P20 Pro, you mentioned, and I had no idea, that they hired the designer from Nokia. From Nokia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, they hired him in time for him to be involved in the P20 Pro's exactly. development, but I don't remember. The guy behind, one of the, excuse me, one of the guys behind PureView, that was obviously a huge team. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's that. It's it's just interesting because I feel like these, uh, especially Chinese companies that are trying to rapidly develop, are leaning on different things. Like OnePlus leans on community, and they lean on like low price, high value, but no Xiaomi. extra Xiaomi frills. as well. Exactly. Xiaomi, exactly. Xiaomi is the king the, of that. Yes. That was the next company that I was going to bring up, because like, OnePlus leans on community, but the only reason they have a community is because they're so like, here's the phone. No extras, but it's got high specs. And then Xiaomi's like, we're making our software literally based on what you tell us. Mm-hmm. OnePlus doesn't do that. They just like make it super basic. And so these Chinese companies are kind of like taking various approaches, but it's interesting to me that Huawei is kind of starting to lean into the every feature ever, but now we're kind of being luxury type thing. Because I could see a point in which they stopped innovating and just tried to make jewelry. Dude, mm. but I'll tell you this much: that is very functional jewelry, man. Oh yeah, this is, yeah, but this is special it, because it, it, that's to your point. Like it hits the fundamentals right now, and that's all we can right do. now. It hits it the for me, for me, for me, well. the for battery me, life, the this, this, and the other. For the me, rest, if it's jewelry and it doesn't work properly, I don't care. For yeah. me, it has that's the difference one between that and yeah. the Samsungs of the back. Of the day. It yeah, has sure. one thing that separates the iPhone from Android for me. One stupid little thing. What do I like about the iPhone 10 and 10s? That it's I can simple. look at it. The Apple logo, you effing sheep. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. 50 million upvotes. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, so YouTube. I, I love... I we'll, love see, we'll see you in the comments. I love, <laughs> I love getting notifications that my notifications are not visible on the iPhone X and XS until I look at the phone. Mm. And so the Huawei Mate 20 Pro is the first phone to do that mm. from Android. Did, did the Find X do it? Because yeah. it had a thing, right? It has Mine didn't it. do that just now, by it the way. Has I just it, tried but to it test does, it. It just it, it went right into my... You can't <laughs> tell notifications. It's either or. I okay. either see them. Like, for example, right now, I don't think I... Well, I don't have any notifications. But, like, I like that. I like that, my, I like that level of privacy where I'm not forced to unlock my phone to see my stuff. Or vice versa. So, as much as we can crap on EMUI all we want, they've actually made some changes that I actually like that Android doesn't do. Yet, Android like yeah. the Pixel doesn't do that. The main one that the main one that I always think is uh, useful. I don't use it, but I think that some people could is the dual app. Oh, I love it! And the app second twin. space app twin. App twin. Yeah, yes. OnePlus has that. Yeah, they do too. OnePlus yeah. has that. Oh, Oppo. Oppo was the first company to have that. And yeah, a blocker and a lot of those things. What do you use it for? Uh, uh, Instagram, and Snapchat. <laughs> so. uh, well, yeah. Back, back, back before, before, before. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. me. No, no, before, no, 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 no. Twitter. Before, it's Twitter. Well, it's before, Twitter. Also, before Instagram Take supported multiple accounts, yeah. it was really useful. Uh, yeah. Sure. I did have two WeChat accounts at one point. Oh. Yeah. yeah well, I got locked out of my first one. Okay. Yeah. And then well, this is when I was with Xiaomi, and they have the same thing, where you could do dual app. So I had to log into both at some point once I finally was able to get back into my other one. And, and then and then there are things that I don't like about the user interface. Like if you want to go for gestures, I like that they've adopted a gesture for the Google Assistant. I hate that they've adopted the back gesture from Xiaomi where you have to go to the edge of the phone and slide. And so that feels okay on the Mi Mix 2S where there's no curve. But on this phone, because of the curve, right. it's like really hard to – Yeah, sure. it makes it difficult. I agree. 
Hate me if you want, but I just want everyone to copy Apple's gestures. Hey, like, let me hit you then. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, okay, for me, you're right. You're right. Like, no, no. They, they did copy Apple's gestures, but they, they did copy Apple's gestures, and I love that they didn't adopt the. But they work. Like, 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 like hard press the power button okay. to get the Google Assistant. I like that. Yeah, you're all wrong. <laughs> the only if Go you're on, if you're friend. going to steal gestures, the only company you need to look at is Motorola. They are the only ones who've yeah, done gestures correct. There's a, yeah, there's a yeah, persistent yeah. bar that lives at the bottom you're of the right. screen. Oh, you swipe back God. to go back. You yeah. swipe up to go home. Yeah. You swipe right to go to multitasking. It is okay. the simplest Hate. thing. So why didn't Google not do it in the first place? Ridiculous. Because having a who, pill, what company? Oh yeah, that, that, that just doesn't make sense to me. Is Google's who should be like the baseline? Oh yeah, has it's has so a bad. pill and a back button and nothing on the right. Like what is symmetry? And like what it, the problems with that implementation are just you just swipe to the left to go back. It's not hard. Uh, I can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I put I put the buttons back on the Mate 20 Pro for what it's worth. I really? Yeah. I'm actually, thinking, yeah. I'm actually thinking of putting mine back because you know, I think it's I'm really hard well. to go back correctly. That's well, what my is problem? Don, you just got to be very forceful about. Yeah, but if you, but the problem is because it's curved. The, the, you gotta be angry at your phone because it's you go back. You're because, like, I have to go back. The problem is because it, because it's curved. Your prom, your palm no. has touches the other side. No, and it, like, lift your arm, it, like, screws like, up the, <laughs> yeah. Lift your arm. Lift your, like, move your thumb. This Boom. podcast brought to you by the Human Pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing what looking at the? So I was looking up spiders because this man was. Oh bit by yeah! Take Hello. off your shoe. I'm not no, showing you my foot shoe. right now. Look back, back. That's back. Oh look, I went. He's back. swiping. Oh, look, he's swiping on the side there. Yeah, yeah. The it's, it's oh, sorry, guys. I'm doing this thing. No, like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's, not it's hard. hit or miss. Okay, I'll tell you what. Do you use you're using no, your no, left no. hand right now? Because I use my left hand to use my phone. But that, that's the other thing okay, that, the, that Huawei the, pointed the, out was that this is this is what's the word? Ambidextrous. You can use it from the right. I didn't know. I appreciate you hear that word. You didn't know that. Even though I'm a right-handed person. I didn't know that. I'm the Estro. I didn't. I've never heard of I'm not saying it's good, though. Like, it's still the worst gesture they have. Like, it's still because of the curved screen. I agree. It does not feel great. And try using it on Gboard when you're trying to go backwards and you end up erasing everything you wrote. Try using it on the camera. Whenever you're on the camera and then it flips. You don't know where you don't know where back is anymore. Wait, wait, wait. It, there it, are simply places like where these keyboard when you're trying to collapse the keyboard and it just like, and it, it thinks you're swiping. It thinks that's you're too? swiping. It's freaking yeah. terrible. No, it's really annoying. It is. I'm just gonna bring back my bar two. To be you're honest, you're right. Let's I mean, do that's the easy way to do. Yeah. Let's do the buttons. All right. Well, let's let's take another break. All right. The Pocket Now Weekly is also sponsored by OnePlus. The OnePlus 6T is giving you the speed you need on October 29th now, and tickets to the big launch events in New York and New Delhi have sold out. So if you can't make it in person, you can catch the live stream starting at 11 a.m. Eastern, 1500 GMT. Head to pocketnow.com slash OnePlus 6T for more information, and stay tuned for the announcement. I just, want to spend, I just want to spend 10 to 15 uh, on, the, on the end of this, just talking a little bit about the experience we had today. Of course, oh, we'll tie it. We'll God. tie it into the device. We'll tie yeah. it into the device. I'll leave the room. That's cool. <laughs> oh, you need to drive. David again. doesn't have a valid driver's license. That's me, uh, <laughs> because I live in New York and never thought about it. And then went to the Porsche event, and they, of course, because they're someone in there is German. Yep, was like <laughs> nine, <laughs> and then that was the end of it. And then I was ten, like, eleven, verbatim. <laughs> so what did well, what did we? That's literally what they did. So what did we end up doing today? I mean, Jaime had the most what fun. I feel like, like? <laughs> God, I had. I hate everyone. It was therapy. Mm-hmm. 
It was fantastic. Aww. Uh, so it was it was it was bittersweet. I think is the best way to say it because mm-hmm. I feel that the, that the easiest way for Huawei to guarantee that I could ever use any of their phones as my daily drivers permanently is if that phone is not on everybody else's hands. So we're talking, of course, about the Mate Twenty RS. This so is the I Porsche wanted design phone. Porsche's design, which like they make the camera hump look like if it's flush. But it's not. It's a little thicker, and that's how they achieve yeah. that flush design. That phone is a bit thicker. With leather from cows from somewhere in Texas. Large cows. Large cows. Specifically. <laughs> that, are tr- that are treated four weeks before they're – And, the, and this is the thing I wanted to get into is like this phone, like, like Huawei. We were talking about luxury earlier, David. No barbed wire. <laughs> they don't use my wire. Like, uh, I, oh, I, I was yeah. hoping that sentence wouldn't let, end the way it did. Yeah. It's like no barbed wire because it damages the product. <laughs> like, but, geez. Well, like, Huawei, look at the brands that they have partnered with. Yeah. Huawei, Huawei, and Leica Huawei is leading are, on luxury, but they're picking the right brand. Yeah, it feels the right like. brands. Yeah, yeah, Leica. Like yeah, Richard, Porsche, U, Porsche. Richard U is obsessed with Europe, is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And so we've got Leica, we've got Porsche design, and I mean... I find I found it funny when we were in the presentation and people were like, you know, some of us members of the press were arguing about the price. I'm like, why are you arguing about the price? This, it's a Porsche yeah. design product. Yeah. When they why, asked, like, what makes ever, this more expensive? I was like, do you really have, want to get an answer? Why are we this? asking this question? Yeah. You, you're not forced to buy the Porsche design Mary. Yeah. You could buy the regular one and be happy. It's like, do you know what branding is? <laughs> like, do you have any idea what that is? Yeah. Like, this is like whatever, you know. But yeah, they were they were sort of agonizing on about just how hard it is to make the phone and all that. And we're not going to be able to get the price down of this phone. It's it's ridiculous. It's sixteen ninety sixteen ninety five sixteen ninety five euros for the yeah. for the lower model of it. But the lower model in this case is a higher model of the, the Mate Twenty Pro. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's... I just remember him saying up there, I was like, well, imagine if you bought the biggest cows you could. It still <laughs> won't make more phones. And I was like, <laughs> okay, That's cool. an interesting metaphor. <laughs> I was it's, like, a, right. it's a limited edition product. That's it. You know, you can how choose much, to buy it or not. How much does that play into your purchasing situation? Everything. It's it, like it, the it, only it, reason it you buy this is to have the Porsche design. It completely name. depends on yeah. what kind of person you are and what you care about. Well, what's the most special edition thing you have, Michael? Oh, I have a uh, one in one in twelve uh, Star Trek communicator prototype from two thousand nine from Nokia. How about you? That David? I bought on eBay. Dude, I'm homeless. <laughs> Jesus! Wow, this his, guy his, his real, freaking real deep. Yeah. His mo- his his most prized possession is all my possessions. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything that's super limited edition. I guess. You know, you never had oh, my Groudon coin from my Pokemon Ruby pre-order. Oh, hey. Uh, but you're doing this like if we understand what, what? that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that how about, how about, how about, how about you, Kogan? Nothing. You I know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking I don't think there's... I don't think there's a single... Like, so I'm also a very minimalistic person. So, like, I am obviously not the person to buy this device. It's very modern That's what I was asking. That's what I'm trying this to say. I'm very millennial of me, I'm sure. Indeed, but That's yeah. fine, but, like, I don't... I don't I don't need these things. I live yeah, in the American Gardens. Building. Actually, I do have a band poster of one of my favorite bands that is limit. It's limited edition. Okay. Yeah. God, I don't think I have anything that's limited edition. Right. I, Same. You're I, a millennial, uh, just like older. I. I just I I like <laughs> I like to get them because our job is cool. You should have <laughs> said Diego. 
Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. You're your children. Of course. Your children. It's a limited edition younger Jaime. <laughs> Only one. Was so, made. but but yeah, like I have like what about you? Uh, I can't really think of anything in particular. I mean, other, maybe my maybe my Onitsuka Tigers, but I have three pairs of them, mm. so it's not really limited edition. But no one I know really has it, and yeah, I think that's what pairs. I was going for. Is that like yeah. you get this phone because nobody else has it? I don't that, really care yeah. about nobody that. Nobody else though. in the states has a Huawei. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Already limited. Edition. Right, but the Porsche design isn't going to be sold in the states no, either. Obviously, not. yeah. So, and it's also probably sold out at this point. So in a country, in a, in a region like Europe, for example, yeah. where where Huawei is widespread then you know i want to get the latest thing but i want this model that no one else is going to have right because i, I also crap money and yeah it's my a, ferrari right it's a novelty or my for Porsche rich people it makes sense though but here's the thing I, we're I, just not the demographic and most I, people I, I find it shocking yeah. when i see people buying an apple watch or mess right well that's the same concept yeah. Same concept. So if I had You're to, there are, there, are, there are certain combinations for that Apple Watch or mess that cost the same as that Porsche designed phone. Yeah. Where am I getting more more my money's worth? Is You're the not, question. but that's that's not the point. Well, yeah, no exactly. one cares about value. Exactly. Right? So, you, so you can't quantify the value. That's the point that I was trying We're to make. We're nerds and we want to quantify everything. And we but also, also, can I just say <laughs> that like the bottom skew Porsche design, right? Six six. No, it's higher than, isn't it? No, it's well, it's okay. a high, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's a better it's the pro. Same. Okay, so it's how, a much is, how much is the top model pro? Uh, I think that's it was. I think it was twelve hundred. I think it was. It was probably around twelve hundred. Yeah. I think so it was twelve hundred. What's the lowest model? One thousand sixteen dollars shipped. No, no, no. The lowest model. Um, sixteen hundred. Porsche design. Yes. So for four hundred dollars more, sixteen ninety five euros. No, it's not dollars. Yeah. So four hundred euros. You get an extra charger because that does come in the box. Yeah. You get a little. Piece of plastic that says limited edition. Oh, okay. A little piece of plastic that says limited edition. <laughs> and then, um, what else? Oh, a leather case. Leather yeah. case. No, that's not leather. Are you, did you touch the case? Oh, I'm sorry. Case? It's not leather. You're right. It's, it's that, just the, they leather. said it. They, I don't know if it's they plastic. said it, but it's, it's not it's plastic. leather. Um, so, all right. So, let's say, like, those roundabout. Nice know, box. Roundabout, blah, blah, blah. A little card that says you own a Porsche design mate. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like a little plastic card that's like, this is genuine. You're in, you're in the club. So, but Sorry. it's still, like, a few hundred euros. This is my point, though, is that it doesn't matter. And I actually think that they're underpriced. I think so, too. I think they're underpriced because, like, so what if you get more hardware? That's You're not, it doesn't, you're not the person that's going to buy it. If you're going to buy it, you want it because you want it. And like right. branding, I mean, look at, look at you virtue, pay for I mean. branding. Yeah, but that's all virtue did. Right. Yeah, like if you're buying a product that is specifically specifically branded as a luxury product, then it doesn't matter what's in it. I forgot. I forgot. I do have a limited edition product. I have what's a, that? I have a Porsche design hard drive. Do you <laughs> really have a portion design a, hard drive made by Lacy? Yeah, Lacy. Oh, Lacy, Lacy. Yeah, okay. That thing, that thing tore every single bag I had because <laughs> oh, it's it was, sharp as hell. It was sharp, sharp as, AF. Sharp yeah, as hell. yeah. Oh, God. I do. I, I just, I just to be envious of your hard drive. I just don't know. I mean, As it the, destroys your bag. It's just like the mentality of the whole Porsche design thing. I totally get it. Like there, there's functional, there's form, there's design, there's their style and all that. And you know, I can't really think of a Porsche design product I wouldn't use if I owned it. 
They were showing off all of them, the, the chronographs jacket. to the ja- with oh, the jacket. Oh, yeah. not wearing the jacket. They that were right. The they were right. Like, <laughs> that right. wasn't a Porsche design jacket. Though. That was just a Porsche, Porsche jacket, not Porsche made design. by Porsche design. No, no, no. But here, so I love the fact that the the chief designer of Porsche design was still using a Mate 9. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. He could have any phone he wants. He did it he proved it. He literally contributed in the design, and he was still using a phone. And so his point was, we make timeless products. If you see our watches, they don't look from the 70s. If you see our pens, they don't look from the 80s. True. If you see our bags, they don't look from the 90s. We make products that you can use as long as you want. And that makes a lot of sense. Well, we're always going to be very millennial of me to say right now also, but it's not about the things. It's about the experiences. So it made a lot of sense to me that if this is a phone that you are going to have that no one else has, you're also going to get an experience that no one else will have. (laughs) God, my God, that driving experience was fantastic. If if everybody bought that phone, they got the driving experience, sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's not fair. That's another idea we need to give them. Yes. (laughs) Any any thoughts you want to give on on actually getting behind the wheel of a Porsche? Yes. I have so many. (laughs) I hate all of you. you And I got in the car and he tried to make me nauseous. God. We did donuts in the parking lot. You did donuts in the parking lot? Yeah, we did. Oh. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I almost I, puked. So it was fun. For me. So for those fine. of you that watch my AT&T uh, Can Wait campaign video, I was in a horrible ca- car accident in 2015. Mm. And ever since then, I've had literally like PTSD, like I like insecurities when driving. And that's the main reason I didn't buy a fast car anymore where I bought a truck. Like I focused on things that would not put me in a position to have another accident like that. And this was the first time since then that I felt confident about driving a car at the speed that I did. Hmm. It was fabulous. Like, it was therapy for me. I had such a great time. And definitely, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the instructor, she was amazing. Not just in looks. Like, she was really not knowledgeable. Like, she did an amazing job. That's Jaime Rivera, P.O. Box 237. (laughs) Detroit, Michigan. He just had to quickly ease that one in there. Not just in looks. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, she was fantastic. And she was kicking everybody's ass. Not just in looks. Yeah. When when we were going around the track, Michael, um, did I see that you weren't? Did you? You drove, right? Drove the hell out of that thing. Okay. I saw you in the passenger seat. Yeah. The last round, he gotcha. was like, after Same. I uh, completed the ice incline uh, I, I, on my first attempt, yeah. contrary to my instructor's expectations, he was like, <laughs> gave me a firm handshake, which I appreciated. And then he was like, let me hop in that driver's seat for a second. I'll show you how to how I do some turns. And it was uh, quite quite impressive. Yeah. Had nothing to do with the phones. But I really appreciated learning something about how how cards are handled professionally. So I just I, wish they like presented it that way. No, because man, this okay. is something you'll never have. This is something that is uniquely yours. It's something you'll always have. Mm. And I'll always, I'm always going to remember this experience as well. Yeah, no, me too. And that's what I that, hate that, 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 that. all of you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was Josh. Why you? Because you were doing that launch. Uh, what was it? Launch, <laughs> launch pad, or what? Well, I was doing launch control, and I was telling, I was challenging myself to break at the last possible second. Yeah, same. I was, dev- I was just I trying my best to like learn everything I could because I don't think I'll ever be behind the the wheel of a car like this again. I don't. 
and I wanted to take every moment of it. Like with the GT3 that we were driving, God, I did that GT3 felt like a beast. Yeah, I did not go back to any of the wet areas. I stayed on the track, and I said, I want to be on this track with this car if you'll let me. And he said, have at it. And he started giving me tips on how to, like, really be efficient on the track. It's a skill I wanted to learn. It's something that I know I won't be able to get It was such a different car to the other one that I drove first. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I I wanted to take advantage of of that moment, you know. And then, of course, the Porsche design phone was in my pocket (laughs) the entire time. So I actually used the experience. Oh, and and driving on the right side of the road is really weird. It's horrible. (laughs) But I asked her her to drive because um, they weren't allowing us to film. Uh, and so I was like, so what if you drive and I film you? And she's like, yeah, we could totally do that. Oh, they didn't tell me I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. all I was allowed to do. So I used, I used that experience. <laughs> I used that experience to test the 4k stabilization I did on the, the same, phone. And it went really well. Dude, like from the, the, so the telephoto does not have good stabilization. And no. in, in I think video. it's, I think it's broken. Because yeah. the P twenty Pro has quite good stabilization on the three X, yeah, and I think it's it's got to be a software patch. Well, it has to be and a this software. Is not issue. final software. Yes. 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 Because that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean when I say it's broken. Yeah. And, and I wasn't I using the Porsche design phone. I was using the the, the regular, regular Mate twenty Pro. Not, and so, oh my God! So four K. There's no four K at sixty right now, even though apparently the processor is capable. Uh, but I did four K at thirty, and there's great stabilization on the regular sensor. And then if you do the wide, I don't know why, but I felt it even better. Yeah, well, it's because it is more frame to like work with. Yeah, right. Like that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 EIS. We should say it's not. Well, but dude, at this point, EIS has literally like made OIS become at least gyro EIS and video and video. Sure. Yeah. 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 And video. All right. All right. Well, it was a good time. Is all I'm saying. Um, I think we had a great time. And I'm staring. I'm looking right at Kogan when I say this. Why? Yeah. Why are you doing that? I'm, I don't That's know. That's weird. It's a heaven now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate you. How's your pixel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're going to go there. I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. <laughs> I want one last hot take from everybody before we call it on this one. <laughs> um, you have price is no object. You can pick one or the other. It's sitting right in front of you. PD or Pro, David. Go. Yeah. RS or Pro. RS. Oh, God. And, really? but as That's not- a bad question. Let's get the RS out, out because we can't have it. Let's well, let's put another phone. But, but, all, but, all of us are going to okay. say RS. So. No, but, no, no, no. Not true. No, not true. For me, for me, it has nothing to do with the branding because I don't care at all about branding. And I'm not even a car guy. Like, I drove a Porsche, and I'm, I know that I'm in an extremely lucky position to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was kind of fun. <laughs> And not a lot of people get to do that. <laughs> but, but like, I don't looking really... looking at you right now. Overall, <laughs> just renew your license, for I'm God's sake. To, <laughs> we don't drive like, like, ultimately, I don't really care about cars. <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't. And I, and so it's not a big deal to me. But it's a beautiful thing. The, the leather feels really good to hold. Mm-hmm. And it's grippier. And it doesn't attract fingerprints like crazy. Okay. No. And I also like the heat that it gathers when you're okay. holding it. So, Cokes? Oh, um, I agree to like that. Like, also, that leather is like proper leather. Yeah. It's not like the. It's It feels better. He's making a face. I, I am making a face. On. Jump on it. I've used the Moto X 2014, which is the best leather Football that you leather. can find on a smartphone in, in history. Oh, I haven't actually used that. So like, okay. I will, you have okay. to hold mine. All right, Joe. I just um, fist bumped Michael for that because that's kind of part of my point. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But regardless, I would actually choose the Pro. 
because I yeah. I actually prefer some of the other things that it has, and I prefer I don't know I like the the styling I like the gradient color I know that like a lot of people are bashing on it because it's not as good as the last gradient, but I don't know I kind of like I like that it's brash I like that it's outstanding. It's going to be different because I live in the United States. Um, so nobody has this phone yeah. anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's it. No, I would choose the Pro. I didn't like the separation between the leather on the on the RS. It felt it seemed a little bit weird to me. And I remember talking to a bunch of people on our trip, and I was just like, I'm not sure about this leather. And they kept going, but the camera's flush. I'm like, but the leather is kind of odd. Oh but the camera's flush. Camera and- bump. Like extremists are the worst. <laughs> yeah, but the camera's flush. Mean everybody in our comments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Dude, why yeah, do you still have to put a camera bump in 2018? Shut up. Yeah, basically. Like, Give me a camera bump. I don't mind the camera bump. The one on the pro is not even that egregious. And name a camera without a bump on it. Like seriously. Yeah. Well, it the feels design and then it, like a couple of honor phones, right? It, it feels great. Mm. The phone feels great. I just don't think that it's actually that much more attractive than the pro. And I did a poll on Instagram, and somewhat narrowly, the Pro did win out. It's still it's still different in a way. It's almost like when you see that PD logo on the back, and then you see leather, you're like, well, of course, right? It's expected. Oh, the red so, was kind of nice, though. Uh, that's we what didn't I get to okay. Use so red, that, okay, so that's that's me. That's me. So I am pissed that they made that red <laughs> variant exclusive to China. I'm yeah, like did. really okay because I like that. Even I like that, that red. I would have loved that Porsche design phone in like a silver leather with the black bar in the middle. That would have looked fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Can you have uh, but leather? for me, yeah, huh? you can be any color you want, right? But for me, like right now, Probably. I am sitting on Fonto- uh, on Fontober. Phonetoberfest. Phonetoberfest. Oh, hey. I, like it. I have I have so many phones to review yeah. up until like February of next year. It's like crazy. And we've still got more to see. So if I had to pick all of these phones, uh, obviously we have to wait for the final software of the Mate 20 Pro, make sure that it delivers on all its, on all its promise. But I, I find this phone to be fascinating. And if I could have like a limited edition version, that red I would go for that. Like, if I had a choice, if I could pick just one phone, and I've had Pixel 3 XL, I have all the iPhones, I've had all the Galaxies, and the one, well, we don't know what OnePlus 6T is going to be yet, but I would grab that red Mate 20 Pro uh, Porsche edition. Hey, Josh. Mm -hmm. I just, because I've forgotten, the question was the Porsche design or the regular one, right? Yes. Yeah, the Pro. Okay, cool. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, hi man. Sorry, Mr. Twilight. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Twilight. You know, it's man. it's all good. The pro, I, 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 yeah, the pro. I would choose the Pixel really Ultra, good. dude, every day, <laughs> all day. The what? The Pixel, Pixel Ultra. Ultra, man, all day, every day. No, can I can I touch on just one thing that Go we haven't it. we haven't really touched on? I was very apprehensive that this in display fingerprint sensor was going to be bad. It was bad on the demo. On the previous on the demo. It was bad on the demo devices we saw on our pre brief and it was also bad on the Porsche design. Yeah, it was really bad on the Mate Ten R S. Okay. Yeah. Uh so I was very worried, but I have to tell you I'm using this I turned off the face scanner for reasons that don't really matter. But because I wanted to use the fingerprint sensor to see how it was, right? I did too. And Man, it's, yeah, it's a pretty lot good. better than I thought it's it was going to be, good. and it's a lot faster than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, can it, is there room for improvement? Most certainly. Yeah. Do I still wish I had some kind of tactile guide to know where the divot is, like on a hardware fingerprint set? Totally. 
But once you get a little bit of muscle memory involved, this is it's so cool. It is yeah. pretty cool. It's it's always going to be kind of like a wow factor. Yeah. I think I said that in my video too. I was like, the thing about the fingerprint sensor is that you don't know where it is when you first start using the device. Yeah. But like at some point, I imagine you would gain some muscle memory and you'd be okay with it. And it does have like a little indicator, but like that indicator doesn't come on until you kind of like mess with it. Well, well it's always me, it's, it's always for ready me, the, though. The face scanner works pretty well. Yeah. Like, I, as soon as I pick it up, but like I have. There's plenty of times that I've used that fingerprint scanner because but, the face scanner is not quick enough. But at least it's better than the one on the Pixel where if you turn on the display, it'll indicate unlock with fingerprint, but then the scanner's at the back. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> every, so like every phone. Every phone gives you that fingerprint sensor problem. And I still remember my parents on their first iPhone like oh, putting okay. their thumb on the display where the thumbprint logo was. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not part of the screen. That would be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. And how cool, how cool is it that we're at that point? Yeah. I, mean, I, I distinctly awesome. remember in middle school, I had an iPod Touch, the first generation. You had an iPod Touch in middle school. How old Ouch. are you, Ben? All right. So, so I said first generation. Bunch of old timers sitting on the couch. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I remember graduating from college and being yeah. like, I wonder if you'll ever build an iPod Touch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, David. Anyway. <laughs> while, while you listen to music on your Disman word. In, your yeah. case. In, in the first generation, in the first wave of apps that were just stupid, like the fr- like the freaking beer app and all that crap. God, those were the best. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was an app that was basically a screen unlock that it pretended to be a fingerprint sensor in the screen. And it was meant to just blow your friends' minds, but you would actually like double tap on the corner before you did it for it to make it actually work. So I would apologize be... that you went through that, man. So that's how you're able to like trick people into thinking like, "Oh my gosh, there's a vibrator in the screen!" And so then everyone yes. was like, "Oh my god!" But yes. now it's actually here. <laughs> it's yes. like kind of it's insane, like seeing seeing that tech as like a kid yeah. and being this, like, "This is actually an app." We just like. Double tap the side of the screen, and then yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it only took two years. I mean, ever since you were <laughs> David Immel's young. And on that note, that's it for now. <laughs> the weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show. So make sure you make your voices heard either in the comment sections or by emailing us at podcast at pocketnow.com. You can also tag the cast on Twitter with the hashtag PN Weekly. I think I'm going to let you guys give your shout-outs. Uh, you know, do your Twitter, do your Instagram, your YouTubes. Go for it. Okay, not Michael. David first. <laughs> it is 3.30 in the morning. I'm sorry. It is. I mean, no, totally fine. And thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Oh, my God. Thank you for uh, having me. David, go ahead and uh, do your, do your shout-outs. Well, if you want to find me on YouTube, you know, I actually have a YouTube channel now. Ooh. Um, mm. It has no videos. However... <laughs> go to youtube.com slash David ML because I was able to register the domain. If Good you want fifty percent off your own domain, you can go to Squares. No, no. Um, but uh, eventually, I will be doing God, this sponsor guy spots. Needs alcohol more often, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, twitter.com slash ML because it's the only handle that is not my name. But everywhere else on the internet, I am just my name. So that's David I M E L. All right, awesome. David Kogan over here. Uh, I'm at the unlocker. The unlock, the letter R, because when I made it 11 years ago, Flickr was cool and there was no E in that, and I copied it, and then um, I can't change it now because it's been 11 years. Um, but yeah, any of the socials, the things, the YouTubes, the, the website even is all that, just .coms or you know YouTube slash you know the things. Um, that's about it for me. Josh? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> Michael first. We're going with our okay. guest. All right. You can find me at the Mr. Mobile, T H E M R M O B I L E. I am on Instagram and also YouTube and Facebook as well. But don't don't. don't. <laughs> 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 no, I have a Facebook page and it's and it's really lovely. But don't don't probably don't buy a Facebook portal. Do we all agree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, do I have to tell a story about mine? Your about Facebook your portal <laughs> about my my handles. No, I mean, I mean, Jaime underscore Rivera because Jaime Rivera wasn't available. That one is on Instagram. And then I got this guy from just wrote it, wrote me, and he's like, I could give you like the Jaime Rivera Twitter handle. Mm -hmm. It's mine, but you'd ha you'd have to give me the Instagram one. And I'm like, what? Oh, a swap, You're a clean. No, swap. that's that was no, a clean swap. That was that a dirty it. swap. Yeah, amen. Like, how dare you? Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Instagram, well, good times, right? Yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, I'm uh, I'm found at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara. If you want to see my perspectives on all the same tech that we cover here on Pocket Now and, of course, on the Pocket Now Weekly, uh, as far as my social media is concerned, you can find me at JV Tech T. You know me by now. I'm JV, and I love tech. I love to drink tea. Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, and YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Adario every weekday. We're also on PocketNow.com for all your mobile tech needs. We would love your feedback through Google, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket, Castle, wherever you happen to be streaming us, because without you, we wouldn't have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for 328 episodes straight, including ones like this, where we have these awesome guests at 3:30 in the morning. You guys are obviously, you guys are honestly the best. You yeah. the best, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. And with that, we're gonna go ahead and call it on this edition of the weekly. Thanks to everyone here for dropping by our regular crew, including a returning Taylor Martin. We'll be back again next week. Let's talk about Huawei and only Huawei for the next maybe 30 minutes. Does that sound good to you all? We have no other choice. That's what is happening this week, right? What you put on the docket. <laughs> that's what you put on the docket. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I put on the docket. So let's go for it. All right. So obviously uh, the big story here was that on Tuesday we had this whole smorgasbord from London. Huawei had its Mate 20, Mate 20 Pro events, and uh, it was a... Uh, quite the scene here if i could pull up the screen and uh, tell you about it so let's uh talk about the gap between these two phones because the mate 20 and mate 20 pro uh it used to be only that we had uh a few differentiations between the two for what the what you paid for it and i believe it's always been a very minimal maybe 50 or 100 euros um you you had just like an extra camera on that P20 Pro, or well, P20 Pro, that's what it is. And then here, things have kind of shifted around. So we have the 1080p screen on the Mate 20, it's at six and a half inches. And then you have the Mate 20 Pro's 6.4 inch, which the size, I mean, it might not correspond to anything, but you have that OLED display and you have that 2K resolution. Um, you have the typical memory disparages, um, differences with the four gigs, six gigs of RAM on the Mate 20 versus six gigs standard. Uh, I believe there is an eight gig option as well for the Mate 20 Pro. Uh, this year is kind of, um, a little interesting here because there are a few things that have widened the gap, so to speak. So we have, uh, if I can forward down to 
the screen and the notches that are apparent on these phones. Unfortunately, <laughs> the post here does not have front-facing photos of the of the phones, but the Mate 20 does have a dewdrop notch, as they say. It's a very minimal notch. It's only for the selfie camera. And uh, then you have the Mate 20 Pro with its full-on um, face ID-ish kind of thing with uh, time flight sensors or uh, 3D sensors, and it's it goes the whole bore on that. You have uh, battery charging, which is different, uh, 22 and a half watts on the Mate 20 and uh, 40 watts on the Mate 20 Pro. And there was uh, a couple of other things that kind of shed the difference here. So you do have this triple camera on both devices, but uh, the maximum resolution on the Mate 20 is 16 megapixels. And then you have that freaking huge turret of a 40 megapixel sensor on the Mate 20 Pro. So I was wondering... It, do you buy the differences here? I mean, we're start, talking about seven ninety nine and eight forty nine between the two. Um, is does that? What do you feel about that difference? I think it's totally worth it. I mean, the, it's like the Mate Twenty Pro takes every feature, every innovation that mattered in twenty eighteen: bigger batteries, better cameras, better screens, faster charging, and puts it all in one. And I wish Jaime was here because I've known Jaime for a very long time. And he's never been this excited about a phone, like, ever. He used a freaking, you know, Kraken clip. Like, he just, you know, did the whole thing with, uh, you know, release the Kraken. And and uh, that was uh, part of his video. So it was quite amazing. Uh, Taylor, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend $800 on a phone to begin with, and it's another 50 for something that's... It's not just a slight margin better. It's better in just about every single aspect. Um, why not? I mean, you know, it's, it's questionable bucks. that there was even a Mate 20 this year. Like, I'm, well, I don't know about that, but I, I know that, like, if I were Huawei, I would question why the Mate 20 was even made. If they made a a more stinted version, I guess, and charged, you know, maybe 150 less or 200 less, I would understand. Maybe you wouldn't even be able to carry the Mate 20 name, but... For a $50 difference, it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Did you just make up a word? Stinted? Stunted? Stinted. Stunted. Stilted? I don't know if... Stunted's not the word I was looking for. I don't know. I'm I'm bad with words. I've, I've Googled it, and uh, it means to be economical or frugal about spending or providing something. So, mm. yeah. Good job, Taylor. Perhaps. I mean, the, and there's also, like, the fact that there was a Mate 20 light out there, which is completely, like in a different category in itself it's like 500 ish so i mean we're really talking about splitting up a layer cake here um ryan what do you think about this um i do think that the price difference is definitely worth the upgrade to the mate 20 pro for most people unfortunately i also kind of feel like it's the difference is going to be in material for a lot of us because it's, this isn't coming to the u.s yet is it i think they <laughs> only announced availability for uh, asia and europe right yeah, UK, uh, United Arab Emirates, because, of course, Dubai gets the, all the pretty stuff. And, um, yeah, just Europe, France, Italy. So, well, I would dig seeing the Mate 20 Pro. Uh, doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> you just get it on eBay. Yeah. From eBay. I mean, that's your only option. Important from eBay, I mean, Amazon has uh, traditionally carried it about a few weeks out uh, of its uh, launch time. So... And, of course, you take the risk of 
you know, carrier bands and whatnot, not working fully with AT&T's network or uh, T-Mobile's. But, I mean, that's in order to have a statement piece, if you really want that statement piece in your pocket and... That, I mean, that's the perspective that you might be coming from, Ryan. Um, then this is what you might want. Um, but in terms of just pure kind of specs here, uh, I mean, there's just so much to handle here. And, it, and there are some of the software features, too, that really make this up. They've been really pushing AI with that uh, Kirin 980 with the 7 nanometer chip. Many more transition. Uh, Transistors, transistors. I should probably uh, go to King of the Hill and talk about transistors. Um, but um, yeah, they're using it for many different uses, uh, mostly in the camera, uh, with uh, features like uh, AI detection for subjects. Uh, they're able to record video with a background, a black and white monochrome thing. And then you have your subject, you tap on the subject, and it remains in color. So that's one of the uses that they're putting to all of that hardware and all of that, um, you know, computing going on. Are these phones really artificially intelligent? Like, is that actual AI or is it just like uh, programming that detects detects things based on, you know, being programmed with millions of images and detecting trees and cars? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But we've we've decided yeah. that we, we call that AI now. It sounds better, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the stinted AI. It's stinted. Well, I mean, That's you it. know, it's it's something that you can promote in this age where you have the head uh, chewing away at all the bits. Um, that's what the you know picture was with the Kira nine eighty at least. But um, yeah, like there is just so many cycles now because of the you know the how much hardware is in there that can be used for this kind of thing um i'm wondering what you think because we can't say anything about the quality of it but just like the fact the gumption that you know huawei is like pushing this out and perhaps you know it may turn out it may not turn out but um what do you think of just uh, getting out there uh i'll start with you taylor i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> i got nothing man like uh the only thing i can even think of while looking at these specs is how in the hell is the the camera 40 megapixel camera are they using some janky trick like I, I think it was huawei who did it back in the past where it was 40 megapixels but it was like an 8 megapixel camera with uh almost like pixel shift technology yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it's doing it's actually it's okay. actually 10 megapixels isn't it but it it bends them together to make a yeah, yeah so, so it takes four and no, I was just uh, saying that the P20 Pro was marketed with the same uh, 40 megapixel sensor, and it seemed to turn out very good results, yeah. according to our Adam Lane. So, like, I mean, well, that's it, it, kind it of what you get, you know, with that. You I know, mean, it, it worked area. back in the day. They they did this back in the day. There was an app for iOS. I cannot remember the name of it, but it does it does the same thing. And my Sony, the uh, A7R3, also does it, and it, it works. Mm really really well technically but, google's doing it with the uh the new zoom functionality on the pixel 3 and 3xl it uses a uh, shift to try to interpolate at a sub pixel resolution for that added zoom effect so it's yeah 
I, I love it. It's the same technology they use to photograph the stars, like NASA, not like a normal person, but, but NASA, because it takes a lot of technology to do that with a moving target. But uh, yeah, I, I just wasn't sure if that's what was happening here. I'm still so far out of the loop. I've not caught up yet. Still four <laughs> years behind, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, you're getting there. You're getting there yeah. somehow. Um, so yeah. It's, but, a, um, it's a lot of information to parse. There's a lot of new phones. So. It is. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I mean... So let's go into the sensors, I guess, in detail. Uh, the Mate 20 has its uh, ultra-wide angle uh, sensor at 17 millimeters, uh, I'm assuming that's a full-frame uh, equivalent, and it's 60 megapixels. So, you know, they did the good idea of putting the most megapixels to the most area that you'll be able to see. Uh, you have the standard 27 millimeter, 12 megapixel uh, thing going on, and then you have the two-time zoom, which is 8 megapixels, uh, and uh, that's your Mate 20 for your Mate 20 Pro. Uh, with eight megapixels, you have that three times zoom now. Uh, I'm not; it's op- optically stabilized, so I think they're doing the right thing in terms of equipping the right hardware to where it needs to be. Because when you're going out that far, you obviously need a little bit more um, stabilization to make sure it doesn't all go wacky. Uh, the standard thing here is the 20 megapixel. 16 mega no that's an ultra wide angle excuse me pardon me that's an ultra wide angle 20 megapixel which is great uh it's there there's no um, monochrome sensor this time around leica uh is their longtime partner in this sort of thing in terms of imaging and they've always stood with that uh monochrome and color combination with dual cameras because that produced a lot more detail and they were able to hybrid um, create a hybrid image and uh, that would give uh, a little bit more pop, a little bit more um, artful grain, as I would like to say, for um, their images. And then you have the phony me- megapixel standard thing, which is just the bazooka. You know, you just shoot it out, F18, it's ultra bright, it's nice, there you go. So um, you got everything. What do you think about it? It's a full photographer's kit in, in one one phone kind of is it's like you're using multiple lenses on the same device kind of like the lg v40 mm-hmm. yeah if i were going out to shoot i would if i'm running gunning i usually take one lens but it's typically a zoom lens and it ranges from anywhere from 16 to 24 all the way up to 70 some so this is roughly that in three different cameras in the phone yeah yeah uh, it's quite versatile too you know it's just again one phone so, I mean, would this, I mean, is this a practical replacement or would you still want that insurance of having a reliable, um, you know, dedicated camera at this point? Me? Yeah. I'm always going to go vote for an actual camera. Yes. <laughs> just because. But um, I've, I've gotten more into using my phone, especially, I don't have the lens with me, but this is the, the cover for the uh, Moment lens. I mm. use this on my iPhone and the Galaxy S8 Plus um, and this, theoretically, if this is as good or can provide as good of results as a moment lens, then I think that's a valid valid alternative because these things are bulky and I hate carrying them. And I don't always like, I don't have that case on here. I don't like having this case on my phone all the time to only use the lenses every, you know. So that's your phone. benchmark in terms of, uh, you know, not meaning to put uh, words to this, but apples to apples. Yeah, I mean, that's the closest comparison I guess you could have is 
is tossing a lens on your phone. And most lenses for smartphones are trash. Um, these moment lenses, you've got to spend 80 to $90. Actually, the anamorphic is 130 So you've got to spend that per lens. And that's on top of a you know $1,000 phone if you really want it, yep. right? Uh, Brandon, go ahead. How far do you think we are from a phone being able to take a picture that is as good as the best DSLR? A very long way. Long way? Why do you say that? Because you don't have true depth of field. And something that's turned me off really bad lately is is the uh, faux depth of field that you get, the profile or portrait mode. Portrait mode. Um, So that, to me, looks fake. I can spot it as soon as I see it because there's no variation to the depth of field it's there's something in focus and everything else is out of focus and that's not how it works depth mm. of field is the further you are the more out of focus you are right yeah it graduates and, and, it's, it's like yeah. it's physics yeah. Yeah. On, and, a, on a phone it's like almost photoshopping the background like blurring it yeah yeah and it, it just looks fake to me so they're trying to fake that if they can get that to look better and use that depth information to gradiate Maybe, but it's still faking it. Um, but the the real thing is is your sensor size. I yeah. mean, the sensor size on my uh, A seven R three is it's like a dinner plate. I mean, it's it's, so big. it's, yeah. it's a full frame lens. That's or sensor. It's huge. Uh, whereas these, the sensors are very 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 small, uh, yeah. quarter of an inch, like really small, and that that's always going to affect your your light intake more than anything and your depth of field that's one thing that will always hinder the true depth of field is the sensor size i want to get to a couple of uh, omissions Mm -hmm. obviously the headphone jack has been out for at least one generation now so uh, you know you can play it all you want um there is a i don't know if it's a benefit but it's just it's interesting to know about the audio and that's uh one of the speakers is actually tucked inside the or at least encased around the usb-c port at the bottom so yeah. as opposed to like having it shoot out, you know, just like farting out audio literally. So there's that. And then there's the expandable storage situation. Like you have one of the deadly sins, you know, no headphone jack. And that's for these tech enthusiasts that have, you know, all really been invested in these, uh, you know, sorts of expandability. And when you have the headphone jack on, you really shouldn't be touching that micro SD slot in uh, for these people, and yet we're talking about a new um, NM card, which is uh, it fits inside a nanometer, uh, not nanometer, a nano SIM slot. It's like the same exact shape, um, so Huawei doesn't have to carve out a specific shape for the micro SD card anymore. Um, but at this point, they have not really they have not released the cards, so you can't expand that 128 gigabytes. Which I mean, if <laughs> that's already enough I space mean, for most people, but you know, are you it's carrying the, your it's entire the music library with you, like in flat, right? Because you need. But to. Yeah, what what do people do with 128 gigs on their phone? Like I have, I think 128 gig iPhone, and I have. 6,000 pictures and like 200 videos and I'm still like 50% I still have 50% of my storage. You need like, to have your whole lossless audio library with you to listen to on your cheap earbuds. Especially right. over Bluetooth. Yeah. yeah. I so, feel like uh, they've pulled a Sony here in terms of 
you know, proprietary memory cards on their, you know, PSPs and whatnot. And every single console has a new proprietary card. And, you know, this, this has no practical advantage over an SD card because you're getting the same practical transfer speeds, 90 90 megabytes per second, which, you know, is about the same as a good, um, high capacity micro SD card. So like, why now? What what is going on here? What do you think uh, Huawei's play is? Uh, I'll start with you, Brandon. I think they're trying to pull Sony, like you said. I mean, this is completely unnecessary. You know, Huawei's so big that they're like, hmm, how can we make more money? Oh, we could come out with a proprietary memory format and not license it to anyone. So SanDisk, no. Anyone else that makes memory, no. And you have to come to us to buy Huawei Nano um, SD card, which, like... You know, micro SD cards are so small. I mean, they're the size of your thumbnail. I mean, but this is even smaller. It's it's so you don't even have to carve out like the extra spot in the SIM tray. No thanks. I mean, I've <laughs> I've already got micro SD cards from all of my other devices. I don't need a new memory format. Sorry, Huawei. Just gonna just yeah. gonna buy. Oh, and then they know they know you're gonna say that. So then then people are like, all right, I'll just get the higher capacity model. You see what we're doing here? We're inching up that price no matter what. I mean, it's always been that advantage, you know, having that as a UFS. I, I presume they're using UFS 2.1, um, but that's already a fast enough thing and it's much preferable to um, um, uh, microSD EMMC anyways. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering uh, what you think of this, Ryan. Well, as it, because uh, I actually am not super familiar with the details of what was announced. Is it verifiably a proprietary format? They're not licensing it to anyone else. It's not an open standard. So uh, let's see here. Um, it's a proprietary memory card. Duh, duh, duh. Uh, they have not really, like, the event was kind of closed off. So we don't have, like, direct quotes here. Okay. We're just getting it from, you know, you know, secondhand word. Um, but there, that's, like... We're not getting any um, licensing details at all. Okay. Okay, it's, te- it's technically not even an SD card, which I think belongs to uh, SanDisk. It's just called NM card. It's not NM SD card. It's just, so that would suggest that well, it's an uh, SD is um, secure digital. Yeah, micro SD is, or the SD association is in charge of SD that. And it has a bunch of yeah. licensees and members and formats, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is just weird. <laughs> I'll say it. Is there a picture of it anywhere that I can see? Yeah, yeah, let me uh, pull it up here on the screen, and I'll just show you that. Boom, right there. Look at that. 15 years ago, they're talking about, oh, hey, microSD, the wave of the future. Now, this is the wave of the future. It's 45% smaller. But, and it's but, red. But microSD cards are already so small, I lose them. Yeah, like it's we don't... to a point where, you know, diminishing returns. Like, how much space are you going to recoup on this? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to make them so small you need tweezers to install them. <sighs> and then they're Don't you already need tweezers to like place the freaking nano sim down without um, having it pop out of the tray for some reason? Like, and then no, you I have it sausage and... fingers and I can do it. <laughs> well, good for you, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's just my butter fingers. I don't know. Uh, anyways, um, there was one interesting uh, other tidbit that I failed to mention while we were back on the Mate 20, Mate 20 Pro. I believe the Mate 20 Pro has it. That's the in-display fingerprint sensor. But this one's a little different. This one's more, um, it, it, it detects 
pressure. It's nuanced on that level. So I suppose you have that extra layer of um, not necessarily biometric because that's already that's that's what's on your hand, but kind of a a user factor, X factor kind of thing in terms of security. I believe the number is 4,096 pressure levels detected. But um, in terms of adding that on as a layer of complexity, I mean, Jaime Rivera posted in his video on, uh, with heads on, hands-on on this thing, and he found it not to be that reliable, even though it's, um, I believe it was pre-production software or hardware, just pre-production everything. Um, but what do you think of that added factor in terms of security? Uh, and I'll start with you, Ryan. Um, well, I had heard that it was a little bit faster than uh, previous solutions. Some of these in-display fingerprint readers are pretty slow. Um, but my understanding is that no matter what, the resolution that you get, the effective resolution for the fingerprint is lower on these uh, in-display readers, unless they're of the ultrasonic variety. I uh, might have that mixed up. But um, if this is one of the ultrasonic ones, uh, I don't know. Security may be fine. I don't know enough of the details about uh, precisely the solution that they're using here. If it's one of the optical ones, my understanding is that they are pretty low resolution. They don't work too great. They're not super reliable. Um, and in which case, it could be a concern. Yeah, it could be one of the things that they might be compensating or whatnot. Uh, Gordon Petrovic says it is optical, but um, mm, there be have problem. been demonstrated. Yeah, there have been demonstrated, you know, improvements uh, in terms of just getting everyone over to the ultrasonic side and perhaps. Um, some other things going on, including uh, increases in resolution. And it's early I mean, days still. We don't know. How yeah, it's, all it's early happen. days, but, you know, the, the production cycles are just, you know, quicker during the early days too. So hopefully, you know, there's some resolution on that. Uh, in terms of adding pressure uh, to the whole mix of things, Brandon. How's that going to make it better? That's my, I'm, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> is is it going to be like a separate factor? And like, do you have to be a consistent, you know, medium pressure presser in order to get access to the phone? Like, what, do you like you can't just you know if you're sleeping you can't just uh, someone else can't just smush your finger on there and then have it unlock the phone? Like, maybe that's it. I think that it could add some tactility so that you can more easily know like how much pressure to put so if you do like a medium pressure you get a little bit of a buzz and you know oh i did it because some people you know capacitive screens require such a light touch that you might be inclined to just like kind of peck it a little bit but this way if there's some pressure sensitivity you can really get your your finger in there for it to read your the the notches and the edges a little bit better Mm. because the current solutions are terrible like vivo next i mean it just it basically doesn't work um and all the other in-display finger. It's just way too early, like Ryan said. I'm going to throw a curveball to you, Taylor. So uh, listen closely. So if you already have this in-display fingerprint sensor, and then you have uh, on the Mate 20 Pro this, you know, face ID system with the whole uh, kit and caboodle going on there, what do you think um, this, you know, is, is this going to compromise? Okay, maybe I'll choose one over the other. And if the quality is as such as we've heard about from Jaime, um, what do you think um, might happen in terms of preferences? I mean, just having used fingerprint sensors and face, I mean, I have an iPhone, which I use a lot, and the Samsung. um, The face unlock with that works really well. 
Uh, I'm not necessarily as concerned about the actual security of it. I don't have anything too sensitive on my phone. Um, <laughs> some of you might, I don't know. But I mean, the, the only thing is, in practice, whichever one works faster and more reliably, I'm going to use. I don't care if it's a fingerprint, face unlock, whatever. The thing that kills me, and nobody's addressing this, no one, is that the uh, the trusted networks and the trusted locations and all those things, do they even ex still exist? Because that was my favorite ever. Motorola did that so well. Like, if I have my watch on and it's within the vicinity of a phone, I don't have to unlock my phone. That was an connected. Android feature, right? I think that's built into Android. It, it was originally trusted Motorola. Trusted devices is on Android, yeah. Yeah, it was originally Motorola. Google purchased Motorola. They acquired some of those features. And then they were like, bye, Moto. We don't need you anymore. And those features were done so well. And now it's like they, they don't even work. Like, you can add a trusted network. My phone automatically connects to the network when I walk in the door. And I still have to unlock my phone. There have been a ton why of complaints just... that none of the trusted stuff works anymore, I know. Right. So why not just fix that, please? I don't care about my face unlocking the phone or my thumbprint. I'll put in a pin code. But if I'm at home, just let it stay unlocked. Understand I mean, that. Geofix it. I don't care. Do something. It's, it might be a so, Google issue. It might be a just, you know, uh, OEMs just doing their own thing. Because I, and I know a lot of you do, uh, stay at home a lot. I'm at home. Brandon, you're at your office a lot. But I am at home 80% of the time. I still have to unlock my phone. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Like <sighs> Taylor's crying out for more friends. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. Please, we need to drag anybody, him up here. Anybody within eight hours of me, please be my friend. <laughs> I mean, I'll fly down. And okay. I can just do that. How about that? We'll go to the movies um, here. It's like six bucks. It's like six bucks. You know, you get your raisinets and your soda. It's great. You have to drive a tractor to the the theater, though. It's a it's a drive-in oh, tractors only. You southerners. God, <laughs> I'll be drinking my duff then. Huh, all right. Anyways, um, uh, just a couple more things um, before we uh, get to some of more of the conversation that we want to have, uh, and uh, I'll talk about the Mate Twenty X here because, of course gaming is such a big deal these days so of course huawei wants to get in on it i mean it's sub-brand honor which is supposedly more youth focused is already you know tailoring all their stuff to that audience with the honor play and other things and then this okay you know we're just gonna toss it out for our main audience i guess because they like the game too apparently uh we're talking about a 7.2 inch tablet I'll say that again, 7.2 inch phablet. And it doesn't matter. I don't care how like, you know, the aspect ratio or anything that gets to a point where it's like, okay, now you're just, you're reaching beyond my, you know, my last knuckle here. And I don't know how this is going to be not a two hand device all the time. So that's just my quick take on that. Uh, you have a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. And uh, full HD screen. And then you have vapor cooling, vapor chamber cooling, which uh, the chamber expands uh, to roughly, you know, a large portion of the device. So you have that similarity with the Razer Phone 2. It also has that. And then uh, there is one other uh, factor here that I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to remember here. Um, I believe it's a graphene, graphene film, which 
I'm not familiar in terms of how that actually insulates. Perhaps it's just an insulation thing. Um, so there you go. Um, is this kind of is this the right tack to take in terms of um, gaming? Where do they have the formula right here? I'll start off with uh, you, Brandon. I'm having deja vu because um, I did a video about the Honor Note 10, which is very similar to this phone. It's slightly smaller screen. It's seven inches. It's got the 5,000 milliamp hour battery. And, you know, you know, we live in the future and like a seven inch phone with a tall aspect screen and small bezels is not that bad. And so like 7.2 is pretty much the same thing. Um, it's really not that bad. It's totally a two-handed phone unless you're like Michael Jordan or something. Um, and um, how big is that uh, XZ Ultra, Taylor, that you keep Hey, I don't know. I was taunting you with it. I don't remember how big this phone is. <laughs> Hilarious, because it's, it's, it's like 6.4 inches, which back in the day was like incredibly Massive. big. But the bezels on this thing are like an inch on either side. <laughs> so really, it's the same size as this new phone. Yeah, probably. pretty much. It, it always felt so ridiculous talking on it. It's like holding a tablet <laughs> up to your face. It's not that bad. That but the problem with that is that's a that's a wider or a, a shorter aspect ratio, like sixteen by nine. So it it's truly you know very wide and very tall instead of just very tall. Um, mm. But I wanna I wanna just be honest about something regarding this phone. I think it's awesome, and I think the gaming th- movement is awesome. These gaming phones with extra extra power, better cooling, bigger screens, but. Guys, I think I missed the boat on this one. I don't I don't game on my phone like in the beginning I did, you know, when new games came out that were awesome, like uh, Mo- Monument Valley was awesome and Teeter, of course. I don't think you need a, a gaming phone for yeah. Monument Valley. All right. Do you guys, do you, just a little tangent, do you guys game on your phone? I have, um, especially when PUBG Mobile dropped. I was, hey. I was slaying noobs on PUBG Mobile. <laughs> Because I played it on a computer so much, and I was traveling. I actually, um, the day it dropped, I was in San Francisco, and I played it on my iPhone. And my actually, I cheated. I played it on a 12.9-inch iPad Pro. Uh, <laughs> it's still a mobile device. It is. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, I played it on my phone a lot, and it's a lot of fun. I think... In order for gaming on a mobile device to really actually solidify or be solidified, finally, after, what, two decades, you're going to need something like the Joy-Cons on a Nintendo Switch. Something that slides on the side of your phone and lets you hold it like a gaming device. And these MOGA controllers and all the things like it, they still kind of suck, to be complete. They suck. Well, I mean, funny that you mentioned the Nintendo Switch. I I believe... um the speaker on deck i i don't know whether or not it was uh richard Yu, which is who was the ceo but the speaker mentioned um the nintendo switch in comparison with its uh, battery which i feel like is totally unfair because the, you know there's a console there's there's it's not one to one here but you know 5000 milliamp hour battery versus uh the switch's 4300 milliamp hour battery and then that's it you know <laughs> that's that's the only thing that's really you know that was worth comparing between the two apparently so there was that. I don't know if the but, comparison is totally disingenuous because the Switch uses a uh, NVIDIA Tigra SOC, right? So it's a mobile device in a certain way, in the same vein. And, or something and like that. the, um, oh, NVIDIA made a tablet, whatever their gaming tablet Shield. was. Yeah. The Shield tablet, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had that. It worked really, really well. But really, truly, I think 
there needs to be a few changes that make like a few innovations. One has to be a better controller system because touchscreen controls suck. Nobody likes playing mm-hmm. with touchscreen controls. Two, you need a manufacturer on board, a gaming company, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, which Nintendo is making mobile games, but they really don't do well with making mobile games. But the platform's there. The Switch runs really well. It plays great games. They are downscaled, down-resolution versions of your standard console games. But I don't care. I played uh, Zelda. I played 75, 80 hours in Zelda on my Switch. And, I mean, that's... Um, Alex has put in, like, twice that. But <laughs> but I've played games... I play games like Broforce and uh, Binding of Isaac. All these games are available on mobile. Broforce isn't. But Binding of Isaac is, and it plays just as well on mobile. And I think it's we're almost there, but we need somebody to actually publish these and not just keep pushing them out and it's kind of petering out. Because right now it's a uh, disorganized thing. Like every publisher is in charge of publishing their own thing, you know? Mm. And what you get is this... On the Nintendo Switch, you get a very specific experience. If you yeah. play those games that work on the Switch and on iOS, it's a totally different ballgame because everybody's going to... It's a free-for-all. Um, so that, and there was one more thing. The streaming. Um, the Steam Link streaming. You can stream PC games to your phone. Yep. Uh, that works well. It actually works yeah, really yeah. well. The problem is the screens are too small. So something yeah. like this Mate Might 20X be able to help. would actually... I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's another screen that you can use. That's basically what you're using it for, if uh, yeah. that's the case. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to have LTE you know, radios. It just needs to serve its purpose, I guess. Um, uh, you were shaking your head, Ryan, when you uh, were uh, we were talking about... Mobile oh, no, I was, I was I nodding my head vigorously. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you were nodding? Yeah, yeah. Really? No, I totally agree okay, with everything just, you said. Just, uh, <laughs> no, I was, I was talking about personal... Um, you know usage because you, uh, I think you said you might have um, said that you're not really a mobile gamer that you prefer to you know do more of that indoors. Yeah, I do it more on PC than anything else. But um, I agree with him. I think that the best approach is, uh, or a good approach would be for um, ma- major backing of a couple of publishers, or if uh, a company like Sony or Nintendo were to be like, "Hey guys, let's make a phone." That would have that would be a great way to approach mobile gaming, as opposed to the like he described the smattering mishmash of uh, mediocre controls and uh, sort of untargeted uh, or loosely targeted developer focus. Like that would be a good idea. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if, if probably not, yeah. <laughs> if someone Steam, was to do approach, Steam would be a great way to make that happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. if Valve but, was to be like, let's make a phone. Yeah. Well, or or just like, well, you could never really have an app store technically because you wouldn't be able to buy the games like on your iPhone. And uh, yeah. I think does Google regulate that now? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. So if you, so you, if, you, yeah. you can't buy like, from a competitor. Yeah, so if a phone can't yeah. be preloaded with an app store from another competitor if they've licensed the Google Play package, but that's changing now with the EU regulations. Although it's still going to be exclusive if you're licensing. Google Play, it's it's a whole thing. I could go on about it for hours. Yeah, yeah, it's a mess. But the point is, I mean, you could buy the games or or show the games like in your Steam account, buy them from your computer and have them automatically download to your phone. Yeah. You know, yeah. it could be offered as a service like that with, make, make with universal now. support, like the only ones that work in the Steam Play Store or Steam Game Store or whatever for your phone 
they would say have to be compatible with you know certain controllers like the steam controller or something you know that's really the only way i see mobile gaming actually being taken seriously i mean it's it is taken seriously because it's a multi-billion dollar industry every single year but it's also not taken seriously by the actual gaming yeah for it to be of the same quality as console or pc gaming yeah right quality is what really matters in terms of you know just making sure that experience is on point uh i do want to wrap this up quickly uh just quick comments about the mate 20 rs which is basically a mate 20 pro except it has leather on it and costs um 2100 euros so and i re i think um, it was this week that uh virtu <laughs> actually <laughs> virtu decided yeah. like, like sent out invitations in china for an event so it's like okay great timing and that's pretty much all i have to contribute on this um do you have like just a few words on this? Uh, and I'll start with you, uh, Taylor. Um, it's ridiculous. It's nothing but, but just you know, showing off that you have money. If you own this, it's just for the money, and that's it. And yeah, no one cares. And I, I only think if you have the right friends. Not even tasteful design. Like I don't even like it. Like if it's you're gonna leather. Put you real... have the leather. It's all real leather. It's like oh, the, it's the real nasty, leather. gross real black leather. leather. Like, give me some real. I mean, I got some real leather here. Like, actual good. Like, this is not good leather. I don't like it. I do a lot of uh, leather working myself. Actually, I made my camera strap. I made all the sleeves for all of my uh, computers. Yeah. I made my wallet and my key holder. Um, this is guys... some grain corrected chrome tan junk. I'm not a fan. Yeah, you too. Uh, something. You guys are such leather snobs. Yeah, yeah. Give me something <laughs> like this, some real leather. It's nice. Maybe, uh, Ryan, I think I should take you down to Taylor's place, and you guys could just like talk about go leather on. for hours. We could probably if talk you, about leather for a while. If you can't smell it, uh, and if it doesn't do anything when you smell it, then it's not good leather. Oh, I love the smell of Horween's Chrome Excel, man. Mm. Yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Give me a Horween phone. Cover a phone in Horween leather. It's mine. I'll buy it. I'll rock that shit for years. You guys take this offline, what okay? What happened to you, Motorola? I'm sorry. What is Motorola? I know. Bring it back. Uh, all right. Quick word uh, from all of you. I, I want to keep the spirit of uh, Joshua Vergara going on in li- at least one way. So I want to do a check-in. It's basically just, you know, tell me how your week, week's been or one thing that you really want to talk about. Um, I hear that you have a thought thread, Brandon. So I'll start with you. Um, the the thought thread was going to be a conversation with Jaime, but since he is not here, um, as for the the little check in that we do, um, I got the um, I got my Pixel Three XL, uh, two oh, days hey. ago, two days ago. Um, white is definitely the color to get because I hear that I mean the black looks really nice, but I hear that the black is so fingerprinty that for one of the first times in phone history. You cannot wipe the fingerprints off. You have to wash the phone, um, which is okay because it's, you know, water resistant. But, you know, as nice as the black looks, just don't do it. I mean, and also you get all those micro scratches. With the white, you don't see it. The fingerprints, this might be covered with fingerprints. I have no idea because it's white and my fingerprints are, you know, I guess they're whitish. Just, you know, (laughs) the the oily fingerprints. Your fingers are so small. How do they leave a print? (laughs) You don't know anything about me, Taylor. My fingers aren't that small. <laughs> Let's not accuse each other of uh, having small hands here. That's uh, that's for another debate. Um, I want to get over to uh, Ryan, see how he's doing this week. 
pretty good. Gonna go see a movie there. <laughs> As you uh, <laughs> wait, did, was that bef- uh, off air or, or on I think air? that was off air. Yeah. That was off air. Where are, yeah. you, where, where are we going to watch tonight? Yeah, I'm gonna go see uh, Border at the Brattle Theater in Harvard Square. Hey, hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be amazing. Uh, Toronto International Film Festival uh, Award winner. So um, definitely check that out. Um, I guess, can we make an endorsement here on the Pocket Now Weekly? Like just, you know, endorse movies or give it like two thumbs up or something like that? I don't know, I haven't seen no, that's, it. Um, I couldn't offer. That's, that's copyrighted by uh, Roger Ebert. Eh, whatever. Anyways, uh, let's uh, finish up with you, Taylor. What's going on this week? What, what were you doing with the, the whole the chopping the forest down? Uh, so there was a hurricane that rolled through here. Ah, there week. you go. And we were clearing out trees last week, and another tree fell. And uh, it was about seven feet around at the base, and we had yeah. no way to move it. So we went out there and sawed at it for hours and hours and uh, finally got it cleared up. I've almost got thrown off a tractor, so it's ah, fun. I see. Fun stuff. Well, I'm glad that um, at least you and yours are safe and that, you know, getting things back to normal. <laughs> and uh, Brandon, I just I'm just going to throw this out there. I've never even used a Pixel phone, ever. Whoa. Just throwing that out there. Just dropping things down Anybody want to feel bad for me? Uh I'll give you my I, I can feel bad for you right now because Matthew in Greece apparently has called you a lumbersexual. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just found, you know. Ugh. It's not the Funny. first time I've been called a lumbersexual. But I mean, it sounds nice. Lumbersexuals don't actually like the outdoors. I would live in the woods with no neighbors if I could. We're going to lose our PG rating on this podcast if you guys keep this up. <laughs> Were we ever PG graded at all? Like, We're taking ever it since back to when episode one hundred. Look, we we could not keep a PG rating when I was here before. It's going to be the same now. Sorry, we gave up at Android Police. I drop f bombs like every day. <laughs> Between me and Michael Fisher, every time I crushed a Segway, it was an f bomb. You know. Well, I mean, last week's episode had Etabong just like trashing all over. Um, the Pixel Three, and he was just—I could like—I was not going to bleep those out. So <laughs> that it's had the issues. E. That had the E. That's fine. E Thunder E has the E. That's fine. Um, let's get things back into order here. Just a quick moment for the Huawei Watch GT, uh, which comes in two finishes. Although effectively, it's just the bands: one silicone, one's uh, leather. And then um, the, the big thing, though, is. Wear OS. Where is it? It's not there. You got this uh, Huawei Lite OS, which um, I'm not sure if it's the one that they've been working on as a potential backup to Android, but, you know, and maybe perhaps there were some influences from Tizen because, you know, Samsung and Huawei got together for a little bit. But from what Jaime has uh, said, Lite OS works a lot like Wear OS in terms of, you know, scrolling, in terms of interface um, and it's mostly tailored towards health, um, improved health metrics with uh, more hardware in it. But I'm just wondering what the direction is here uh, with uh, this thing here. Uh, and I'll start with uh, Ryan. I, I think. have nothing to say. It's not Android, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> just screw off. We're, 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 it's Android police, not light OS police. Exactly. Right? <laughs> That's funny. I was going to say the same thing as Ryan, except I was thinking about Samsung's recent watches with Tizen, 
they're actually really, really good. That's what I've heard. So fast. The navigation's brilliant. In some ways, it's significantly better than Wear OS, actually. And I think one of the reasons is because Samsung is controlling it end-to-end Apple style. So it's optimized. Um, so, you know, Huawei making their own operating system could turn out really, really well, actually. And uh, for you, Taylor, I'm supposing that there's going to be a lot of the same uh, no comment here. Uh, actually, I shot a video this week about Ooh. my everyday carry, which will be uploaded, I think, tomorrow, Brandon. I'm not sure. Yes. Uh, on which uh, channel? The the my, the my best damage? Pocket Now. Oh, here. No, here on Pocket hey. Now. Yeah. Uh, and I had some commentary about smartwatches. I've not worn one in about a year and a half, two years. And part of the reason is I hate the fact that if I look at my phone when I'm talking with someone, they think I'm in a hurry or I'm wasted or wasting my time or something. And uh, I just I hated that. And I've completely stepped away from them. I don't use them or wear them. I've got two here that Jaime sent me. There's one that's just really a fitness tracker, a G-Shock, and the other is the TicWatch Pro. Um, so I'll, I'll throw it back on. I'll try it for a while. But really, it's going to take a lot of convincing to move the needle for me for a smartwatch again. Yeah, and, and the thing is, when I wore my Apple Watch, I ended up wearing it with Do Not Disturb on all the time. So it, it, it was really just a watch at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to take this opportunity to kind of um, pivot and talk about Wear OS in general because it's been... We've seen its uh, uh, design changes over the past several months and, you know, with the name change and now there was the more uh, simplified uh, just home-based gestures and, you know, getting all the notifications in one screen. And even then, like, we've seen a steady drop-off in terms of the traditional um, multi-level multi, multi um, tech manufacturers adapting Wear OS and still, you've got a lot of uh, traditional watchmakers like uh, where um, Fossil, excuse me, Fossil Group, with its multiple brands here. Uh, I'm wondering what this move means in terms of like is Huawei able to, or is Google able to grow from this, or is, is this another stumbling block for the company? I'm so excited about non-tech companies making watches like the uh, the Skagen watch, uh, the Fossil watch, maybe less. And then there's this new Mont Blanc watch, which is so cool. It's a thousand bucks, but it is so nice. It is. And it's the first watch with the Wear 3100 platform. It is. Yes. It's it's going to be awesome. If I mean, it's so, so expensive, but like it actually looks like a real watch. Um, so I'm so excited about these non-tech companies making watches in their watchy style, you know? Like, can you imagine a Rolex with Wear OS? Oh, That'd be gangsta. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I could see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, you know, it's not going to re- really retain value. It's always been the case with these kind of vanity things and uh, circuitry inside of it. Like, if it's not a quartz watch inside, then it's not really going to retain its value once the screen has darkened forever. So that's kind of, you know, something that you have to be worried about. But, I mean, Wear OS is still kind of this burgeoning thing. That's, it's not. It's still in this box, whereas Apple has just run away. Uh, Fitbit has just run away, um, just taken over and making sure that I feel like, you know, it's more utilitarian. And it's more 
it, they, they've been targeting the fitness crowd for a long time. It's just now they're kind of expanding on that software based on the features that you can do. Uh, cellular has really helped out on that. And, you know, they're now they're kind of, I'm not sure if it's just direct marketing or if it's word of mouth, but there is some influence in terms of, hey, this is not just a thing for, you know, um, running buffs, but this is a thing for me that I can use in my daily life. So, yeah. R.I.P. Pebble. That's all I R.I.P. Pebble. I miss Pebble. Bring back Pebble. I really, really, like, I was so stoked for the the Pebble watch that actually didn't come out. Was it the... The Time 2? Yeah. No, Steel. Time, the Steel yeah. 2. Yeah. I was actually going through my Kickstarter the other day, and I saw the return for that, and I'm like... Oh, I know. Pebble was the best. <laughs> I, I yeah, and... gave up using Android Wear, even though we cover Android. I think it's terrible. I think it's a terrible operating system with a really bad interface. But... Yeah, I don't like it. I was... Um, I was actually scrolling through the tick watch and just trying to go through one notification to the next. Like, Oh my Jaime, God, right? Jaime didn't, I guess he didn't wipe the watch. He didn't disconnect it from his phone. So when it got there, there were just hundreds of notifications and I was just, I wasn't reading them because you can't really see anything, but I was just scrolling through, just trying to go one by one and I would swipe and it would jump to the bottom. <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'll go back up. And it jumped all the way to the top. I could never get to the middle notification. It's weird. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I personally am, am looking for something sort of similar to what Jaime got, which was the, uh, he got the Garmin watch. But the, the Phoenix 5 Plus that I got it, for him because, like, he couldn't get to the meeting. Yeah. So the ones I would be looking at most would be something from, like, Casio because I wear a uh, Pathfinder PAG 240 for my outdoor watch, the one I wear when I'm working. Um, something that's just barely a smartwatch, like just mostly not, is Agreed. what I'm looking for. Something that will track my steps, just because it, I don't want to have to wear that and a Fitbit. So something that'll track my steps and maybe will buzz, you know, from mm. time to time if I want it to. But not, I don't need GPS. I don't need a touch interface, really. I don't. I just want, like, two or three features otherwise why even have a phone you know like i want either a watch that doubles as a phone i just don't have to have a phone or i want a bear so you want well, the, the nubia alpha which has its all you know wrap around screen or do you you want the <laughs> no. withings the new withings um steel hr or something like that yeah. yeah so either that or some futuristic smartwatch that doesn't exist that's all i'm saying yeah What's that device that turns a dumb watch into a smartwatch by putting like a Bluetooth disc under, you know, and then it vibrates? Oh, I don't know. I hadn't heard about that. I don't remember, but I think I might be knowing what you're talking about, but I'm not sure. So I won't say. <sighs> well, I mean, there, there's just a, another complicating factor for Wear OS, I guess. And yeah. well, in the meantime, Huawei goes its own way. So. It goes the Huawei. Anyways, um, let's. Uh, I think the Band Three Pro. I, I mean, I've tested it before. In uh, I think it was the Band Two, uh, like in 2015, and you know it did all right. I feel like with the improved sensors on here, they're using infrared to help out in terms of heart um, heart metrics and whatnot, uh, sleep tracking. They're going to get decent results. The OLED, the color OLED, is a nice addition in. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I'm not sure about the rest of you because um, maybe you haven't tried them out, and maybe you don't care. But 
it's something that's a worthy uh, upgrade, I guess. <sighs> All right. I think it's about time that we look forward to next week. And the week after that, too. Why not? So, we have Xiaomi with two events in China. I believe Joshua is uh, going to be there because, of course, um, torture is uh, something that uh, is not really condoned. So they're just going to fly him over. And you, it's it, This month has been a wreck on us. <laughs> it's just been tiring, <clears throat> man. So we have a Mi Mix 3 and a Black Shark 2. Black Shark being Xiaomi's gaming brand. They're already coming out with a second edition device. And it's only been a few months since the first one. And that's the one that's going to have like RGB chroma and like radiated lights and whatnot. And then Mi Mix 3 is just like, oh, we're going to do the Oppo Find X thing, have a sliding deck with the cameras, and also push the bezels all the way out, I guess. So uh, there's that. And then the week after, OnePlus 6T happening on October 30th in New York. And then this week, or, or I think yesterday even, we just had the announcement from Apple that, oh, hey, we're going to be in New York too on October 30th. In New York, across the East River. So, of course, this is going to, you know, really... And they have iPad Pro, they have Macs coming up, MacBook Air, I believe. Maybe the Air Power wireless charging pad that has gone pretty much unmentioned for the past year plus at this point. Apple, what's going on? Come on, step it up. So I'm wondering, out of uh, all these events, including the ones... From the past, you know, just this whole month, what has been the most, um, you know, what has most appealed to you or what is most appealing to you? And I shall start off with Ryan. Uh, Well, the only one that really applies to me is OnePlus 60. The others are either not going to end up applying in the United States or they're not Android products. I'm interested in seeing the new Macs. uh, It's probably too early for Apple to be releasing an ARM-powered MacBook, as was previously rumored to be in development earlier this year. Uh, That'll probably be something we see in the coming years, but nonetheless, I like seeing the way that their hardware develops. Um, I use a Mac on the go, generally, even though I'm not a very big fan of the company's behavior towards developers or to consumers. It's just the easiest and the best to go with, but... um, so although I have some personal interest in that, I'm really just focusing on the OnePlus 60. Hmm. All right. Uh, to you, Brandon? I'm going to steal yours, Ryan. Um, every time, you know, I'll use a Pixel 2, and then I'll use a Note 9, and then I'll use the iPhone XS, and then I'll go back to the OnePlus 6. And every time I go back to the OnePlus 6, I'm like, holy crap, this phone is so fast. Yeah. And so it's just, it's so good. It's so fast. And then the camera doesn't suck which it, you know, has in the past on some OnePlus phones. So I'm so excited for the 6T. It sounds like it's going to be really, really, really great. And how about you, Taylor? Um, I don't I don't know. It'd be probably a toss-up between the OnePlus 6T or the, the Mate 20 Pro. Uh, okay. if, if I could get my hands on the Mate 20 Pro, only because I'm so interested in the cameras. I'd like to, like, actually try that out, but... Uh, I've not had a new Android phone since the S8 Plus, and this thing has been dormant for like the last two, three months. I'd like to try Android now, especially either mm-hmm. in uh, its Pixel form, like pure, unadulterated Android or OnePlus, because I've not used, I've not used OnePlus ever, not one. 
Mm. I got out of the game like right when OnePlus was coming into it. So You're just starting up, and you you had that like investigative piece back uh, before you left uh, with the, you know, figuring out Oppo's connection to OnePlus and all that stuff. Like everyone was trying to figure that out. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was. That was a good job on that. And then and now it's the OnePlus 6T, which is amazing. All right. To wrap it up. And finally, uh, we have uh, iPhone XR coming out today. Pre-orders launching today with uh, shipments coming out next week. Um, I'm going to give Brandon Miniman the opportunity to mic drop and ask him if he only had to use three words to describe it. What would they be? Three words. Go. Um, colors are popular. <laughs> colors are popular. That's true. You said Five, three words. Six colors. That's good. No, no. I have to uh, go. I have to pick up my little girl at the bus stop, and I don't want to keep exactly. Waiting. So, mic drop commenced. Boom. I see. Good job, Newman. See you next week. All right. How about you, Taylor, the one that's using the iPhone 10 right now? What's the iPhone 10 R to you in three words? Uh, what it do. I, I don't really, I don't really know what it is. Um, I don't know how it's differentiated because I was uh, traveling when the announcement hit. So uh, I I'd never even read up on it after that. Apparently, one's coming my way, but uh, I'm not really blown away with any of the new changes. So well, well uh, teasing your coverage on it, and uh, you're going to find out soon enough. So yep. hey. Look at that. Looking forward to that. And uh, Ryan Hager, the the person that covers Android and only Android. And, um, you know, I mean, it's totally the wrong question. But I want to get something that was off your uh, base for a second. So three words, man. Uh, Apple's winning strategy. I think the XR is going to totally kill it. You're getting the full iPhone experience, the same flagship level SoC, a diminished resolution screen, which everybody seems to point out as some uh, huge defect but people deal with it with the one plus six it's not that big of a deal and it's cheap you get all of the high-end experience for much cheaper price you get the fun colors i think that the xr is going to be a runaway success i mean they're they are expecting somewhere around like two-thirds of all new model sales going to the 10r i wouldn't be surprised at all if it wasn't more yeah and it's like uh, David wrote an op-ed that uh, he was of the opinion this was going to totally destroy Google's Pixel sales, and I agree. With the XR, you get the full camera experience. You get, uh, I don't know, uh, if you're not really into the Android ecosystem, I don't see why you'd buy a Pixel, man. Mm, well, they are pricey. Yeah. They are pricey, but you know, those are fighting uh, words. So just looking at this, there's no, there's no depth sensor, though, right? So one They're, camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, it's only one on camera, but... Yeah. But, you know, so it's, you know, I mean, you still have the face ID anyways, and that's yeah, kind and, of like and one of their marquee it, things. Portrait mode sucks, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that big of a loss in my mind. You're still getting the primary yeah. shooter. You're getting most of the same experience. Yeah. Mm, well, I mean, there's only one way to find out, and um, we're looking forward to getting our shipments in. So stay tuned for our reviews. Stay tuned for Taylor Martin, and stay tuned um, for Ryan Hager. Um, what's going on at Android Police right now? What do you think? Because I want to be able to give you uh, some dues here um well we've been covering a couple of the uh i mean pixels pixel threes they've been being delivered over the last few days so we've been covering as is always the case um mm-hmm. issues start cropping up google's quality control and their questionable design decisions have been a thing for years and years and years and it's it's a thing again as everyone expected so uh we're we're, we're going through figuring out what's wrong with the current crop of pixels 
do you think it's just the noise generated that's like the most headline catching or because like there there have been a lot of other issues um regarding galaxies you know samsung yeah. is like you know is the most popular uh smartphone oem in the world and it doesn't seem like we're getting as many um call outs uh you're definitely right we're just in a position to hear more about it when it's the pixels the people who buy pixels are people who are picky they're people who are really into android they're picky about what they want in software and what drives them to the google experience but it also means when something's wrong they're more vocal about it and due to our position we're more likely to hear it yeah yeah i I don't doubt that other phones have as many or more problems we just we end up hearing mostly about pixel issues well, hopefully more of that feedback, feedback is public and therefore perhaps Google might be able to attend to them quicker. So, yeah. I mean, that we can only hope. But on that note, we should probably end this show. That is it for now. The Weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show, so make sure you make your voices heard either in the comment sections or by emailing us podcast at pocketnow.com. You can also tag the cast on Twitter. Brandon Miniman is at Brandon Mini Man. Uh, we have Ryan Hager here. He is uh, R-Y-N-E-H-A-G-E-R. Taylor Martin is at Casper Tech. That tech is T-E-K. And I'm at Point Jewels. Pocket Now is on Pocket Now on Twitter. It's it's at Pocket Now on Twitter, I should say. It's also on Facebook, too. I mean, if you want. And then there's Google Plus, which is won't be there for long. So there you go. We're also on YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the PocketNow Daily and PocketNow Adiario every weekday. We're also on PocketNow.com for all your mobile tech needs. We certainly appreciate your feedback through Google, Apple, Stitcher, PocketCast, or wherever you happen to be streaming us, because without you, we wouldn't have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for 328 weeks straight. Thanks for your company. Let's hope that Joshua gets back in here. Let's hope that Jaime gets back in here and everyone else. Taylor, too. Brandon, me, perhaps. Ryan, we'll have you on at some point soon, too. So that's going to be great. Let's all meet again soon. <laughs>